to the Heavy Checklist Podcast. What's up, America? My name is Heavy D. Look at that, man. You are getting fancy with your sound effects. Yeah, buddy. Uh, that's uh, DJ Marcus Wing, everybody. I am Dave Sparks, a.k.a. Heavy D. I have a uh, TV show on Discovery Channel called Diesel Brothers. Uh, also, just a businessman, family man, social media influencer is what they call us these days. And also, we have this, check, uh, this podcast that we call The Heavy Checklist. And we designed this... T- podcast for basically us really. And turns out there's a lot of people that, you know, like us that listen to the podcast because we kind of have like, uh, you know, we, we have some common, uh, you know, we have a lot of things in common with our listeners and we have a lot of things in common with the people that uh, support our business. So we've designed this podcast to help you understand some of the things that we do that just help us perform better. Um, obviously, uh, like I said, my name is heavy D I've got my co-host, Mr. DJ Marcus wing. No sound effect for me this Come week. Come on, what do you yeah. need to Drop the ball. I was focused on our high-level guests, you know? <laughs> so you got nothing in there for you? Nothing for me. That's disappointing. We do actually have some high-level guests, so if you don't, like, don't turn off the podcast just yet. Like, give us a second to get to the point to where we introduce you, because I'm actually super freaking pumped about tonight's show. Uh, this is one that I've been wanting to do for a while. Stars aligned perfectly, and now we're about to make it happen. But before we get to our guests, also, we've got our other co-host, Mr. Ken- Mr. Mr. Kenneth Thompson. I am excited to be here with some awesome people. Listen, can you guys believe Mr. we've made it to episode 17? 17 no. episodes. This is probably the most consistent thing I've ever done in my life. I, I'm surprised that uh, I've only missed one, and obviously Marcus is always here, yeah. and so are you. So that kind of leaves me. Have to come, you know? That's we've, true. We've always just got wild schedules, and the fact yeah. that we always line up, it's pretty impressive. Well, it matters to us. Yeah, it does. It says a lot about the reason why we're doing this, because we get really good feedback from people that are actually doing some of the stuff that we're talking about. And, and like speaking of that, one of our guests on the show tonight is somebody who I look up to, mm-hmm. And, you know, I actually look up to all the guests on the show tonight, but um, it, it, there's a mutual respect between uh, this individual and myself. And I found out that he actually listened to the podcast, uh, one of the first episodes on the vision board stuff and started actually doing it. He sent me a message, found out he was, you know, actually, you know, building a vision board. And I was like, man, that's really cool because, oh, there we go. Is that, is that a hint? So introducing without any further ado, like the most powerful couple that I've ever met in my life. Mr. Rob and Mrs. Dana Lynn Bailey. Welcome. Hello, everyone. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, Rob and Dana. Is it, can you call you Dana or is it Dana Lynn? I only go by Dana Lynn because Rob fucked my name up. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wait. So my name was Dana Lynn Bailey, or Dana, Dana Michelle Lynn. Okay. And uh, so Lynn is actually my last name, and I moved it to my middle name. It, it, it rolls off the tongue. I, li- I liked my name. I love it. Dana Please Michelle. don't tell people your middle name because I use that as one of my security questions on my bank account. And Why there would we you have. Say that? <laughs> so I was like, no one ever will ever know. Do I have yeah. to edit that out now? Hey, or? but uh, now let it slide. I, I just got to tell that. you that Dana, it was Dana Michelle Lynn. Dana Michelle Lynn. Dana Lynn Bailey feels just hey. a little, yeah, a little strong. The Lynn. Yeah, but don't. If you do a little Google searching, Dana Lynn is actually also a porn star. Okay. Yeah. So. We're going to be careful with that search. Yeah. Uh, Dana. But mostly I take over the internet. So. It, it is good to have the Lynn though. Cause Dana <laughs> Bailey by itself is yeah, kind of like, I feel like that, go. I feel like that guy is going to sell me like 
life insurance. Yeah. <laughs> then, like, you know what I mean? Like, hi, this is Dana Bailey over the Allstate office. Like, I just, it's, <laughs> yeah. So, and I don't know why it's a guy, but it is in my head. So, I'm sorry. So, most people think my first name is Dana Lynn, which. That's what I thought. Cool. Yeah. I, I actually have it spelled here where I, I didn't want to separate the Dana Lynn too much because yeah. I thought it was one word. So, uh, you guys, <laughs> look, you guys are like the definition of hustle and ambition to me. Like, uh, and we'll get into that and help the listeners expl- like understand why that is. But you, man, where do we even start with you? I'm so pumped to ask you so many questions because uh, if you don't know who Dana Lynn and Rob are, you got to do a quick Google search. Even while like stop the podcast and Google these guys because it, it will blow you away. Like even just like the first glance, you're like, wow, that's a that's a powerful looking couple. Like you guys are powerful looking people. I remember when I first met you on an airplane. I told you this story. Yeah. You were wearing some like crazy outfit that. No, it was just normal, man. Well, I mean, it was you were making a statement. <laughs> what? You, Rob was Rob has a very very keen uh, sense of fashion, right? It's very I like. It. Um, I, I think I'm just confident. So you I are can, confident. I can pull things off that probably don't actually look good maybe sometimes. No, it's aggressive. Like it's, right. it, it is on the cutting edge, right. I would say. I'm wearing spandex jeans. You are wearing spandex jeans and they're the most comfortable <laughs> jeans that I've actually ever tried on. You've worn I've, the jeans that I'm wearing right now. And it was a wonderful experience. Yes. I'm gonna include some pictures in the uh, show notes. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Yep. Also, let's not uh, forget that uh, we also have another guest who's kind of sharing a mic over here with Mrs. Dana Lynn, but uh, you wanna introduce yourself though, pal? Uh, I would like for you to introduce me, Heavy D. <laughs> well, let me see if we got any sound effects. Well, that's what, that's what you got. That's all I got. That's, that's your sound effects. You don't want the other one. What are you doing for Keith? What's the other one? What's the muscle? Oh, oh, where was the Take your pick. Take your pick, bro. All right, you know what? I like them both at the same time. Okay. Let's Can see. Have, hold on. All right. It's the muscle. Yeah. Oh, they're, oh, they're playing. <laughs> oh, cute. No. <laughs> hey. Little fact for you guys out there: Your episode was uh, one of the highest listened yeah. to episodes. That it was done. one of my favorite too. It was I a good episode, it. dude. Yeah. And uh, what my favorite part about that episode is it was completely unplanned. Like I didn't tell you what the. Well, hold on. It wasn't unplanned. You didn't tell me anything. I yeah. planned. Or you had a whole book. I had a story. That you were reading. Yeah, I had to memorize a story for that. Yeah, yeah it was pretty. That was. <laughs> no, intense. it naturally flowed and went where it needed to, and and I think that's what made it really good. Is that everybody kind of had little tidbits they wanted to share with it, and then we all kind of kept building. That's yeah. what I love yeah. about it. That's what happens with every podcast. Actually, I don't want to forget some of the other guests in the room. They don't have microphones, so you're probably not going to hear much from them. You will in future podcasts, but next to uh, the muscle is his beautiful friend, Mamie. Um, I don't know why she hangs out with him, but she's here and, and God bless her for, for taking care she of She gets right on a dirt yeah. bike. Yeah. God bless her. And then at the end of the table, we have Haloti Nata, which uh, took me about a year to understand what his name actually was. Like I just... <laughs> I didn't quite understand where it ended and where it started. Can you uh, pronounce that last name one more time? Holoti Nata. There you go. It's two words. Uh, Holoti is a good friend of ours who actually just retired from the NFL. So uh, round of applause for Holoti. Yeah. Do you have that? There we go. Yes. Perfect. And what, what's on your ring down there? What's on your, what's your, what, what is your ring? Yeah, look at that. It's a lot of bling, man. That is incredible. So we're gonna have, we're actually gonna have a separate podcast with Helote because the dude is very accomplished and uh, we're pumped to have him. But we're just hanging out, and then obviously we have my assistant Hans, uh, who did not get a microphone tonight. But uh, maybe maybe one time we'll get you in a microphone again. So listen, the purpose of tonight's podcast is to talk to Rob and Dana about this empire they've built. You guys have built very successful businesses, and you have also built very successful physiques, right? Like you uh, her, her more than me, but yeah, it's a. 
Incredible, man. Like That the, is bullshit. The, 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 <laughs> uh, you have a you, great physique. Rob um, Bailey is on my vision board of what I want to look like. You know what I mean? Come on. It's on my vision board. Uh, oh, man, thank it, you. If you just Googled Rob or Dana, you may be seeing pictures of them where they look really intimidating because when you first meet this, these people, they're very I'm intimidating. That's that's Rob singing, actually. Yeah. He's telling you he's going to bury you. And, and the way he looks Menacing. when you see him without knowing him is you definitely feel like this man's going to bury you. Once you get to know him, though, it could not be any further from the truth. And Dana, tonight's the first night I'm actually getting a chance to hang out with Dana in person. I'm assuming if you're with Rob, you've got to be like just like him or like 10 times better like most wives definitely are. Cooler. Yeah, yeah, definitely cooler, right? Uh, so no, you guys, so let's start with... Oh man, you guys, you do so much. Can we start with Montana? Because I watched your yeah. first like Instagram post. That's, that's the end. That's what I was going to say. I know crap. a little bit of their start, their story, and it's like Montana is now, dude. It's like Montana. dogs and animals and beauty and like farms. Like I'm, I'm pretty jealous, man. Thanks, so here, yeah. let me just start with some fun facts about uh, Rob, at least that I know. Rob is 250, 260 pounds. Yeah, right now. What, massive. The what, dude what is were massive. You in the photo I saw of you, that you look like a different. person. I was person. like three ten in there. Yeah. So I didn't Ish. know you when you weighed oh. that, and you showed me a picture, yeah. and I thought to myself, you worked so hard to get to that giant of a man, and now you're this super super lean, and you were lean then, but why uh, the change? That's uh, uh, I wasn't. I wasn't healthy. Um, okay. I, I mean, I don't think I was healthy. Uh, right. So like, it's. I think it's one thing to be that big as a, like a bodybuilder and whatever. And then it's another thing to like sleep three hours a night. Yeah. Uh, I was smoking two packs of black miles a day and only drinking energy drinks. So I could just work. Cause I, I started out printing everything by hand myself just cause you know, no finances. So being that big and living like a really shitty lifestyle. Um, we we're actually in Australia and who was my assistant sort of creative director at the time, Austin Ragno and her sort of pulled me aside and they're like, you're going to die soon. We, so we were not that trash. You were ruthless. But well, it worked, right? So that I mean, picture, yeah. that picture was actually in Montana, and we were doing a hike. And I even remember you. Don't say what I said. You're not no, tell us. Me. You can say tell us. No, no, I, I used a bad word that I don't oh. use anymore. I don't remember what. It was the PG I was like version. Say, oh, never mind. He was like dying, I was dying, trying to get up to that. Like we didn't even do the whole trail. <laughs> like. So like, he was just massive, but not healthy at all. When you're that big, it, Gigantic. you just over, you're, you're overworking everything in your body. Your yeah. heart has to pump so much harder to get to all of your organs. My frame's not meant to be it's, three yeah, times. Yeah. It's yeah. just not a healthy thing. Please, please stop. <laughs> Sorry. No, but, um, I'm, I'm 300 pounds. Uh, no, but you, you carry it better. They're all just he, staring he right at Keaton. Is this no. his intervention? No. Yeah, I feel like the, you guys brought me here for a reason. What does Haloti weigh? Aloti is three forty, yeah, but he's seven but, foot. But yeah, his like, frame is built for three forty. Like, yeah. you, but yeah. yeah, I wasn't. I shouldn't have been that heavy. No, Dana called you peanut head on the way over here. <laughs> I said he was so big that it made his head look like a peanut. I can see that. Thanks. Well, but Rob, you have trimmed up and you look fantastic. And the fun fact I was going to tell everybody is that you're actually a vegan. Ooh. Yeah. So yeah. this is a bodybuilder who yeah, yeah. is actually able to like put on mass. And you don't do it by eating any sort of meat, which and dairy, right? Yeah, I haven't had meat in over three years now. And when I dropped out meat, um, I still had fish and eggs. Uh, I kept fish and eggs in for like another year. So it's been like two years without uh, fish or eggs and then dairy sort of trailed off after that. So full blown, you like yeah. no meat. Products. So I have, I don't have meat, but sometimes like if a salad comes out and there's like a little uh, cheese on it, yeah. I'm not like a crazy person. It's like, get this out of here. Right. I'm, 
I don't like to waste food, so I'll eat it, but I won't go out and like order a pizza. Right. Um, it's covered in cheese. And yeah, whatever, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And I, everyone told me like, Oh dude, you're fine now, but wait till a year from now. <laughs> and then last year it was like, wait till a year from now. Right. Uh-huh. Well, you look great. Thanks man. Dude. Yeah. So I asked you when we first uh, started chatting in Vegas, why you chose to be vegan, whether it was for the health benefits or right. for the actual, uh, you felt bad for the animals and your, your answer kind of surprised me. I guess it, it didn't surprise me because I knew a little bit more about you, but why are you vegan? Is it for the health benefits or is it for the animals? So it's not for the health benefits. It's for the animals. Yeah. And it took me a long time, uh, to admit that, Yeah, you know? So I also, uh, a lot like, you know, I, I think you and I think exactly the same on a lot of things. Um, I don't like being lied to, right? You know what I mean? So like my whole life being raised a certain way and sort of uh, realizing that like I've been marketed to that I need to drink milk. So my mm-hmm. bones are strong and like even like the way your plate looks like you're always like, okay, so this is the meat. This is the vegetable. Uh-huh. This is the vegetable. And then as soon as I started dropping things out, I was like, wait, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> and I've been told that like the food pyramid told me I was going to die. The, yeah. f- the fucking four food groups told me that I needed this. And you got to the point where you wanted to prove it wrong. Yeah, And all of a sudden I, and then I was like, okay, well maybe it's the eggs. <laughs> like maybe eggs are the things that are keeping me alive yeah. right now. So I dropped out eggs and I'm like, Holy shit. I'm still alive. I'm still alive and it's fine. <laughs> and then and then what I started doing is I started looking at like my goats and like starting, you know, you can form relationships right. with animals. We all have. We've all walked right. up to a cow and you pet a cow and you're like, wow, this cow's really cool. And I feel that way with horses. Yeah, but you know what I mean? And horses are dope and people yeah, eat yeah. horses and all that. So oh. no, not normal yeah. people, oh. but yeah. whatever. People do. They they, yeah. they end up in people's food. Um so anyway. <laughs> but I started making the connection and then I was like, wait, so if you do the simple math of like, I don't need this to survive, but I'm doing it anyway. It's cause I'm doing it. Cause I, I literally just think that my taste buds are more important than the life of an animal. Hmm. And I was like, that's not right, man. Yeah. And between that and being lied to by the government and by doctors and by all this shit fuck that. I love it. How long ago was that from that picture I saw? Oh, that was like five years ago. And then, so you were changing lifestyles to some degree, and then you've been a vegan for three years. I've been a vegan for like a, a two, I think. I don't have like an exact date. Like but you're currently, <laughs> but you're currently holding the muscle mass you desire. And I'm, compl- I don't count calories, and there's no macros. So um, this works for you, completely fine. Yeah. That was the one thing I didn't get asked you in Vegas. I remember Dave asking why you became a vegan. Um, and these other things, but I, I was going to ask you, like, are you currently able to maintain and scale on things with, I could, I meat? could be 300 pounds in three months if I wanted. Yeah. That's awesome. Are you ever I mean, hungry? No. So I like mean, I'm hungry just things. like everybody else. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was hungry at Keaton's house, but I ate, you had a uh, cinnamon bears. <laughs> yeah. I ate some of those bears, but it's and not like a I void. Had... You don't feel this void. No, 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 no. So, so uh, the, the trick to it was, uh, like you smell bacon, you get hungry for bacon, right? I would just go on my, my phone and I'd type in like pig slaughter and I'd watch and, and right away I'd be like, Oh no, that's not oh. cool. So like anytime I got that craving for <laughs> the first month, it. I would, I watch that and you make that association Dude, yeah. and you're, you're done. No, that's, 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 you know what I mean? That's actually a great way to do it. Yeah. And it's the, I went to the Tony Robbins seminar. Yeah, I know yeah. you're a fan of Tony yeah. Robbins. And that so was like one of the big of things that we did there was it was like, you have to associate one of your bad habits, one of your right. thoughts, your limiting factors with right. a really bad experience. And then it's easy to break and fill with a new habit. Yeah, And that's the crazy thing is you can do that with anything, anything, whatever you're trying anything. to accomplish or kick or do what, just associate it with something terrible. Something like, terrible. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Daylin? Are you a vegan? I'm ovo pescatarian. What the so hell is that? That's that's I'm Mormon. P- <laughs> eggs and I, I'm doing eggs and fish only. Okay. So I tried to go 
the vegan route because again I'm like him I care about animals I have animals you guys have a farm like we had chickens like they were the nicest chickens that like you could hold we had some asshole roosters but roosters the like worst. we had turkeys yeah, was- and chickens and the turkeys like would just follow you around they lo- they just like to have their head pet and um, my body definitely does not like anything processed right uh, being a bodybuilder, like I've lived off of like very clean eating for the last 15 years. Is that how long you've been doing this? Pretty, I mean like- uh, How old are you? I'm 35. And how old are you, Rob? 35. Same I'm age. three days yeah. older than her. Three days older. So you guys, you've been doing this for 15 years roughly. I mean like 12, yeah. 12 years for sure. Like I started competing in 2006. So it was my first- I And started- you've been consistent since then? Uh, pretty much. Wow. Like ever since I like did my first show, I learned how to diet and it's been like, I, I used to be a lot more psycho. I'm actually so relaxed. Yeah. Like I ate like today I had <laughs> gummy bears and uh, M&M's. M&Ms. <laughs> I don't think people realize those how <laughs> difficult that really is though. Like the competition lifestyle. It's, it's, it's insane. nuts, right? Well, that, that's why I like took a break, but and it, like back to um, your actual question, uh, but the reason I'm still ovo pescatarian is because I can't do soy. I gotta write that down. I didn't even know yeah. that was ovo pescatarian. Soy is it because of the hormones? Uh, it's it. My body doesn't like it. I was wondering. I tried it for like two weeks straight, and I felt sick most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, my stomach was super distended, and I. It's like I can't like digest it or something. Yeah, and. Uh, it, at the end of the day, I want to be healthy right. and I want to feel healthy and I want to live forever. Right. So by doing that, I- At the same point in time, I don't do much soy. I'm not trying to fight about it, but I don't do much soy. Yeah, I will. There's so, an, yeah. Yeah. Why, why don't you do soy for the fair- I just, I just, I don't like well, go out of my way to do it. Well, the hormone comment, yeah. come on now, we're drinking cow's milk, which is-, right. is yeah. But I mean, guys get like, they lactate from the soy sometimes, right? Do they? Is that true? Do, I mean, you, that's what I was told. Yeah, you, you I was to told you to drink milk so soy. your bones don't break. Well, yeah. it just wasn't one I was going to Here's attend. where I'm at though. No, I've, I've heard that too. I've never, I've never it noticed that. It hasn't affected you. No, no, no. Okay. But I also that's don't. It's good to know. I also like, I mean, part of it's like, I'm trying not to do too much processed stuff. Well, and maybe you're not eating the meat and stuff that with soy maybe would be a problem yeah. too. I don't think don't, don't you moderation. agree that, that your body though, like I think people get too wrapped up in what the rules are. At the end yeah. of the day, our body tells us what we want and well, what we shouldn't. Ta- I if eat you're listening. twice a day. Twice a day. Twice. What? I, I eat two meals a day. Going wow. from like a cause and and everything always says, like, oh my God, like you need to eat six times a day, smaller meals. And I'm doing the complete opposite of what I was doing as and a bodybuilder. And I'm actually staying in better shape. Wow. But but you've also been doing it for fifteen yeah, years. Yeah. So I have so a yeah. lot I like I have a lot of muscle on my body, so like I, but I'm not losing any size. I'm not losing strength. You're maintaining. Maintaining and I stay leaner. I'm doing less cardio than I used to have to do when I was eating yeah. like consistent meals that you were always told like, oh, you should be eating every three hours. And I do better when I eat frequently. Here's, here's what I love yeah, about you And guys. I've done everything. Like I've done keto, that worked. I've done high carbs, low protein, that worked. Like every diet I've done, it's worked except for- Cutting everything out and trying, hey. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> but quite. I don't know. I, I I do, and like the reason I do eggs is like, what what do we do with all those eggs? Like, what's the point of having chickens? Right. I love keep eggs. Repro- yeah. Reproducing right. eggs, so 
So even from an ethical and a moral standpoint, you're able to like you're okay with that because I'm okay with it's, it. It's like a natural thing. Yeah, Rob's he'll have like, a, like no, he'll have I just a, don't like want to step in and be the. I just don't want to be the vegan guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he'll he'll have rules about it, and that's yeah, just it's fine. how I feel. But we it's coexist. Like, you know what I mean? And that's that's the thing is like, like I hang out with nothing but if we normal had, meat if eaters you all had the time. And chickens, like, what yeah. would you do with? I always wanted to ask someone that was like, I have someone that's vegan, but like. We are friends with a lot of animal rescue places and they have chickens. Like, but what do you, a lot of times they sell them to stores and stuff because what do you do with the eggs? Well, because not every egg is intended to be an actual Mm -hmm. chicken, right? Like that's, that's the difference. You can't just keep letting chickens reproduce and reproduce. Right. So what do you do with them? That's what I love about (laughs) you guys. You're so damn passionate about, I mean, we're talking about the chicken and the egg right now. And you guys are, I can tell Rob, like, no, this is the best thing though. Cause when I think at first glance, people look at you too, and it's probably easy to do this with anybody who's, you know, in great shape. Think like their life and their world revolves around the gym, which Mm. it's a big part of your life, but getting to know you guys more, I'm like, holy shit. Like, they have mass, you guys have massive businesses and you have this farm or this barnyard up in Montana and you have all these different cool things that you do. Can we, can we please stop talking about bacon and eggs? (laughs) I I think we're really on past that right now. So we are good. We're good. Um, No, but you guys, it's very, you guys are very inspiring because it shows that you can be passionate about more than one thing, which I think a lot of people get hung up on. Like Mm -hmm. they, they make their hobby, their life and their passion and they just get, they get so caught up in it that they don't really allow themselves to like, be anything else than, than what they think they're supposed to be because they just love this, you know, whether it's fitness or whatever hobby they're into, they get so wrapped up in it. You guys do that really well. You have this balance of, obviously you have a family life. You have, you don't have kids, right? No kids. Goat kids. You have goat kids. And, and how many kids. animals do you have? Uh, we have. No idea. All, like 20? No. No, we used to, in PA, we had, we had goats and chickens and turkeys. We had ducks for a little bit, but they flew. Deer, Benjamin. We had Benjamin Buck, my my pet deer. <laughs> Benjamin Buck. Um, and then we had dogs. But now we have uh, two Great Pyrenees dogs that live outside with the goats. Yeah. And then we have Ruby. The Ro- Bash Brothers. Bash Bros. Yeah. The Bash Bros. That's the dogs. We have Ruby, Roy, and Rodney, Max, Maddox, and Maisie. So five goats, uh, two outside dogs, one inside dog. <laughs> So the Bash Brothers are—they're not in that dog category. So you have four dogs total. So they're basically goat dogs. They're gonna—they're—they're. They're, <laughs> She's <laughs> they confusing, isn't she? I am a little confused. Okay, no. no so we have three dogs. So three, three dogs. dogs. Yes. Pitbull two goats. Five goats. Five goats. Five goats. Okay, so we've got eight animals, and then whatever other random critters running around. Nothing that you've named. Yeah, that's yet. it. No. See, we don't have that many. Some well, cougars. So yeah, cougar visitors. Oh. I feel like you guys are still no, getting settled in. We we <laughs> gave our chickens to a friend of ours before we moved because we're like we're too out, high up in the mountains. Yeah. yeah, it's like they would attract way too many animals. Which and I roosters mean, are overrated. They're the worst <sighs> because roosters don't work like you think they do. No. It's no. not like six a.m. There's the rooster. It's like three a.m. The rooster's yeah. having some yeah. retarded fight down the street, yep. and then he's like, he thinks it's morning. Roosters do not know what time no. it is ever. Yeah, that whole like roosters only do the morning thing. No, all no. of ours have always crowed the entire yep, day. Exactly. Yeah, and and yeah, I hate so when I lived in Bolivia, there was roosters everywhere. Like we were like everywhere, and no matter Wait, what, time what it was. Yeah, on my mission, I lived in Bolivia. Okay, so uh, I always forget about yes, the missions. Yeah, we served uh. missions, so that uh, that put me in the middle of the Amazon jungle, and I I grew like this like real passionate hate towards roosters. Cause you can't, you can't even sleep. I've only yeah. had one rooster I actually liked. Really? His name was Biggie and he was 20 pounds. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. that's not really a rooster. Yeah. Well, the, it, 
So we like league of his own. Yeah, those were uh, broiler broiler chickens. Those are the ones that basically everyone eats. Oh yeah, in grocery stores. So they are bred to grow really really fast. Don't they like grow to a point where they like start breaking their own bones? Well, most of the time they die and have heart attacks. So mine actually they usually die within a year. But we had ours for about two and a half years. I took them to the vet a couple times. I'm probably like the only person that's How ever- long you took a rooster to the vet? I had two. Multiple times. <laughs> because they were having they were having a hard time breathing. They had respiratory problems. So they had like CPAP machines for roosters so, or how do they But no, we got an antibiotics and stuff. Uh, see, this is this is what I love you guys about you guys. You're so damn I passionate. Felt- you took your rooster to the damn vet. Oh, I, my I rooster Rob and his putting an inhaler on it and like oh. Okay, you're good. Oh, absolutely. Buddy. I see you're Rob having good. these little like tiny like, defibrillators. Yeah. No. Nursing it back to health, checking on it. I no. did everything I could possibly do to keep them alive. I've got 12 chickens at home. Really? When he died, did I you do. eat him? Yeah. No, I, I buried him. We cried and yeah. we buried him and named a hill after him. No, the hill was after Oh, Harold. Harold. Yeah. Harold's who, who, hill. Who was Harold? Harold that was, was our turkey. turkey. Yeah. Okay, so I'm Which are were also oh, like the white super athletic ones that like aren't very active. Like That's weird. You never see white and super athletic. <laughs> I don't even know what she's talking about right now. Well, no, because we have Ooh. turkey. We have turkeys by us that can fly and stuff. Hey, we can't make jokes like that. Oh, Only no, 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 no. They were the they were white, unathletic turkeys. Yeah, is what she meant to say. Unathletic. Oh, that makes yeah. more sense. Yeah, there yeah, we yeah. go. Just right. uncoordinated. Yeah, we're done now. Moving on. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we just before just, we go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, uh, Rob and Dana, you two, obviously, Dana, you have become like a fitness icon. You've got a couple million followers, Maybe. right? Two. Is it two on Instagram, something like that? Almost. Uh, yeah. I mean, you guys could help. It's still at one nine. Oh, it's the worst. I got stuck <gasps> at one nine forever. Forever. Yeah. Forever. I had to give away a, a Polaris Razor to get past two. Should I do that? You should. You got to do right. something to get people excited. <laughs> you got to pay to play. I feel says. like I stuck I've there forever. I've been sitting at 3.7 thousand, you know, for a while now. <laughs> like so 30, I think I broke 3, a thousand. I mean, followers. on Facebook, I have more. It's weird, but Facebook, but yeah, it's so hard. <laughs> because I had that But nobody longer. really. Yeah. I don't even look on Dude, Facebook. Dude, there's still a lot of people on Facebook. It's just not fun over there. No. I don't It's like just a bunch of shit talkers. Very like, angry. I don't want to say, I don't say everybody's like that, but it's the vibe over there is way different. Yeah. than different like Instagram. How much Although, of that the is marketplace, Facebook? Yeah. The Facebook marketplace is pretty rad. I still check on that. Really? It's like a like a yard sale. Like KSL? Yeah, like mm. KSL, but for Facebook. Never looked at that. So you should check it out. You got, across the board, three, four, five million followers, people that love you. I don't think they just love what you do. I think they love you because you're lovable. I think you are. I think, I think with just seeing you, it's like, holy shit, she's like, she's in great shape. She's intimidatingly like, like buff, but she's also like super, like she's, she's a, she's a beautiful lady. She seems Which like not, a not many people can pull off. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to talk bad about the, the people in the competition world because I wouldn't, but it's really hard to have a balance, right? To be ripped and attractive. For a girl. Uh, it's not that hard. You, you, just, you just don't, don't do, do drugs. drugs. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's, it's, it's really yeah. that simple. As I they try say to in tell everyone and then uh, they don't follow. So I, I, I think them. I don't want to talk too, too much about the natty thing because people get really angry. But um, Very angry. The what thing? So natty. Being natural. Oh. Yeah, because no one ever believes, believes her. Me. But the thing is, it's like, imagine if you did something for 15 years every single day. Yeah. You'd be you'd be really good at it, right? Right. Unfortunately, everyone in the fitness industry wants in 6 months yeah. to be jacked. Right. So yeah, I don't know, do it for 15 years and see what you look like. If she looked like this and you guys tell me that she'd been at it for like a year and a half, I'd be like, "Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, we know, know what's going on. There, it's that 15, creatine." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no uh, one wants to juice. no one realizes like, yeah, like I 
15 years of training. Yeah. And prior to that, it was, it was like, 25 I, years of four sports. Yeah. You know, I was, so. uh, I played soccer in college. So like I've been in shape my entire life. It was just a new direction and I picked up on it. And like, I think actually my background, probably the thing that helped me the most was swimming. Uh, swimming is I amazing. love swimming. Uh, we, just I, like I, with, I could go on and on about swimming. Yeah. Like, I, I just think, cause I've always had broader shoulders yeah. and like it's, I started that when I was like five and then I played soccer, softball, basketball, track. I did everything. In my opinion, we've talked about this. I think one of the previous podcasts, there's no better pump in the world than a swimming pump. Like when you're out there just pushing, pushing, because it it literally works everything. Well, yeah, it's, Full body. I stayed pumped for like three days once after I got stuck. I I did. I got stuck scuba diving out in Hawaii and I got pulled way out. Hands nose. I came back from Hawaii. I remember seeing him yoked. And I was like, I was, I was like, like just veiny and like big. And everyone's like, dude, what did you do in Hawaii? And I'm like, I got stuck out in the ocean. I had to swim for like an hour. And I'm telling you, cause I was, and I was breathing through a snorkel mask. So my oxygen was limited. I'm telling you, like, I have mm. a, I have, I have this very That's a new very, training thing. Dude, I really can, think uh, it's, it's something we'll talk that off I, air about yeah, that, about dude, it marketing works. On that. You limit your oxygen intake and you just work the hell out of your body and your body's like, <laughs> you just blow up. Yeah. It's pretty cool. There's something to be so said that's, about yeah, Actually, Kenny got me uh, started in swimming back when, oh, 10 years ago, we, we used to go in the morning and uh, it's just nothing, nothing can do what swimming can do. When I boxed, our trainer would say you can run sprints or you can swim laps. And so I got into swimming and love it, but it's like drowning for your first few weeks, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I, I mean, mean literally. if I tried, I, I'd probably do two laps and die. Yeah. But yeah, well, yeah, because you're a lot of yeah. cysts, the more muscle you get. What do you know yeah, what your body oh fat is? Gosh. I bet you're. Oh, I've never had it done. Have you really not? Never. Wow. I've never had, yeah. I thought she was going to joke at the end of that. I don't. That's, she's being I serious. Have no idea. Good for you. Because hey, it's irrelevant, Keaton, right? what would you yeah. guess? She's at maybe mirror. three, four, five? No, Dana's women are different. No. Women are so different. So women are different. I was yeah. at Dana's 12 yeah. to 14. I Which is good on, for a male. On stage, yeah. I was maybe five. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's like. Oh my gosh. That's cut down to nothing. Yeah. Unheard like of. for women, that's yeah. impossible. Oh, for a woman to be at 10 is like a man. Why is that? Too. Because like their butt and boobs and stuff? Or, yeah. yeah. They just carry more fat. Their muscle, skeletal, everything. Yeah. A lot goes into it. Do you know what you're at, Rob? No, no idea. Yeah, Rob, I tested his earlier. It's two. <laughs> what? Two percent. Come on. When two. he was sleeping. And I said, I said, are you milk? He's like, no, I don't take milk. <laughs> oh, I get it. I, I, I don't oh, take I milk. There is a 2% milk Yeah, it was really joke. good, wasn't it? It took me a minute yeah, to get there, but <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yes. Sorry, dude. I was a little late on that one. Come on, man. So- uh, I think people can learn a lot from you guys. Um, and I think right there, what we just talked about is a big lesson. You don't get hung up on the stuff that everybody else gets hung up on. I think a lot of fitness people are like super concerned about what their body fat is, even though it's just a number and they don't really know you are concerned about how you actually feel. Mm-hmm. And if you are happy with the way that you look, if you want to work on a certain area, you're going to work on that area. It doesn't matter what the numbers say, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, people don't get that though. People get so hung up on my macros, my this, my that, all these different things where it's like, your body knows what it wants. Yeah. yeah people, uh, I think this is like when people say, Ooh, I want to get my arms bigger. What should I do? Right. Simple. How, wh- how do you enjoy training your arms? Like if you enjoy going really heavy, you enjoy going light, you know, do whatever you enjoy and you're going to do that better right. than whatever I tell you. What if I told you, you need to do uh, you know, rub coconut oil on your arms and p- hold them under a light. <laughs> like, and that made them bigger, but you hated to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I mean, whatever you in the shot, <laughs> does, that, does that work though? I don't know. I just, I doubt it. I, no, no, for sure. If you enjoy it, it because everyone, 
whatever you love to train, it's usually your best body part. Yeah. My favorite body part to train is shoulders. Yeah. My best body you got part. Great shoulders. You know what bodybuilding taught me? I mean, I, I used to actively try to pursue to become big when I was younger, but <clears throat> but the thing it taught me was exactly what you said. My favorite thing was doing my chest. And at the time that was probably one of my better strengths. But then I started focusing on like my back that wasn't, I didn't love it, but then it, I got really good results. And then it, that became my favorite. So when I started focusing on my weaknesses, it soon became my yeah. strengths. But what was interesting is how that applies to life, but bodybuilding specifically working on your muscles. It is one of those things that you just, you can see it. It's this tangible vis visible thing. It's something you don't like doing, but you want it to become better becomes your favorite and you become passionate about it. Like you're talking about that. That is one of the things I'd say I love the most. Do you, do you find the same thing? Oh yeah. I, I fell in love with it because of how it made me feel. Cause I used to not like my body at all. I used to hate my legs. And now all of a sudden it's like my favorite part of my body. I hated my chest. Now it's my favorite part of my body, but it was because when I went to the gym, I, cause I came from a competitive background so soccer's over. I started lifting with him. And every day, every time we went in, we tried to max out on something. So it was seeing the weights go up. And then all of a sudden, like things are starting to shape. And I, I loved being able like, oh, I want to build these a little bit bigger. I'm going to work a little bit harder. And you actually see those results. Right. And it's like, it's addictive. <laughs> it's wild how you can sculpt like an artist. Like yeah. it's yeah. clear. Like I remember You're like, oh, I want to make that. my quads a little bit bigger. I'm just going to train them a little heavier, or do little fancy things here and there. And you can do that. And so it's it's so addictive. You're a, you, you can, you're a bodybuilder, right? People yeah. consider you, Rob, are you a bodybuilder? No. You I'm don't just, some, yourself I'm a just body, some dude. But you lift a lot. He, I mean, I lift weights like every a, day. Yeah, like a bodybuilder. But yeah. I, I guess to be a bodybuilder, you have to be working towards something. Yeah, no, I mean, I, every, I'm competing. Generally, in my opinion, everyone that is in the gym, you are a bodybuilder. Right. Yeah, you're I mean, building. Yeah, your but like, body. I don't. I, that's not like I sleep every night, but I'm not a sleeper. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just train every day just because it's a thing that I do. I eat yeah, every yeah. day, but I'm not a professional eater. It's just right. Yeah. I found that like the best way to keep my head under control is like. At some point in time during the day, I have to sort of lift and yeah. it, it helps me think and clear my head and yeah. I feel right. And it, so it's, it's just some, a part of my life. How tall know? are you? Uh, so I think I'm actually six, two, but I tell everyone six, three. Uh, you're probably six, three ish. Cause I, yeah. I tell everyone I'm six, two, I'm a little shorter than you. All right, so, cool. Yeah. I'm <laughs> six, three. If, if you're six, three, it helps me be six, two. So what are you, Dana? Like four, nine? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I say I'm five, four, but my doctor really? says I'm five, three and a half. Okay. <laughs> so lot, I lot think of everyone <laughs> rounds up in a little package there. Like, uh, yeah, you, I guess I thought you were shorter than that. I guess you're not. Yeah. Where I thought you were way taller. No, <laughs> I don't know. Actually, most people when they first meet me, and which is good thing when we do expos, because they in pictures, I'm very deceiving. It looks like I'm just massive and like right. huge, and everyone thinks I'm like five nine, 180 pounds, and then they see me and they're like, "Oh, you're like tiny." I'm like, "No." Well, you hey, also run. You also run around with Rob, so yeah. the, the the size comparison doesn't really help. Yeah, well, being no, next I don't Rob. think uh, for some reason I, they don't see that like comparison. They, yeah. and then they're the just internet. they're sad when they not sad. They're just actually, I think they're more happy. They're like, oh, okay, you're not like a monster. You're right. and a normal. You're looking a real person. normal looking person. Yeah, I'm a normal person. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Been to your benefit that in their mind you're a giant to them. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's just like 
pictures just look totally different. You're not seeing, like, if I took pictures standing next to him every single day, then maybe people would think I'm small, but yeah. I, I don't. I don't want to ask because you would never ask a girl this, but what do you, what, what do you weigh? You're five, five, four. Five, four. And right now I'm probably between 135 to 140. That's usually where I stay. That's awesome because you're buff. And it's hard for me to guess that, like what her weight would be. Well, yeah, looking no at you, looking at you, you'd be like, oh, a girl that size probably weighs 100 pounds, 110 pounds. But obviously you've got yeah, more because I'm, it's muscle. Yeah, it's, I'm heavy. Right. <laughs> Heavier. I'm, I don't think I'm heavy, but. Swimming now would be very different. <sighs> yeah. Be a different story yeah. for sure. I think, well, I was a brushstroker. That was my stroke. So I think I'm. Me too. If it was butterfly. Yeah. yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking loser. <laughs> if it was butterfly, it would be pretty hard, I think. Yeah. Butterflies is hard for anybody, though. Yeah. Just like, that's like not the easy. whole, like, yeah, uh, that's, that's, that that's hard on you. sounds terrifying right now. Yeah. Like dolphin kicking coming uh, out of the water. That would yeah. be hard. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, we could talk for like, you know, a week straight about fitness with you guys. But that's, like I said, when we got started, there's so much more to you than just fitness. Yeah, fitness is like a really small part of it. Yeah, you do uh, so much a more. Big part of my life. Well, her life. It's uh, a big part of your life, but you have businesses. You've built these massive empires. You guys, like there's just so much to it. So I want to kind of like start to look at those different categories. And we'll start by um, Rob. I think at the top of the podcast, I mentioned that you had told me that you had listened to one of the first episodes and it reminded you about the vision board. Yeah. Talk to me about that experience. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think that, that, uh, I don't know what age it was, but I realized that like something clicks and you realize, like, Oh, I can do anything. Right. And, um, you know, I, I have a lot of friends like that, that like were sometimes delusional, like, Oh, I could, yeah. If I wanted to be in the NBA at 35 years old as a six, <laughs> three white guy, I totally could. If I practiced for a year, yeah. like I believe stuff like that, I'm like as irrational you. and it's as crazy as it is. And, um, <laughs> the vision board, I, I told you this too. Uh, the cool thing is I think, I think I told you about what I put on my vision board yeah, before, before you, I got it. So um, I'm actually at a point in time in my life and we both are where we accomplished all of our goals. Like we set all the create, like Dana wanted to own a gym. She wanted to be on the Olympia stage. She won Olympia. I wanted to own a clothing line, own a very successful clothing line. Um, you know, I wanted to come out with a record. I was 13th on the billboard charts at one point in time, <laughs> somehow by accident. Um, <laughs> hey, hold on. Hit that road. Cue that up. I'm gonna bury you. Hey. So that's one of, that's one of Rob's, uh, <laughs> it's a lot of yelling. Yeah. It's a lot of um, yelling. I don't yeah. know how you do that. It's, it's, it's yelling hard on your throat. Um, it's very hard. Um, but I, I realized like, Hey, we can do whatever we want. We wanted to move to Montana. We wanted to do all these things. So, um, at this point in my time in my life, I was, I, I told you, I was like actually nervous to put things in my vision board <laughs> because, true. because if you just put like, if you put a, uh, like a yacht on your vision board or something like that, it's right? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. So you need to think through the fact like, you're right. like, oh shit. So like I need to live closer to the ocean right. so I can utilize my yacht. What's a yacht going to do to my What's lifestyle? a yacht going to like, cause it's going to happen. Yep. Did so, you hear what I had said on that podcast where I said, you got to be careful what you wish for? Yeah. Do you remember that part? Yeah. Because it happened. What I, what I put on my dream board when I was 12 that, you know, to me may not matter because, you know, you're an adult now, but mm -hmm. a yacht would have been something like that that I would have wished for when I was it, a kid. It's, just, it's not realistic. Careful. It yeah. used to be so easy to throw stuff on your vision board. Yeah. I remember when I built my first one, I was like just grabbing everything off the internet and throwing it on there because I was like, nah, this is, I was like, always like you though, like for some reason I always thought that whatever I was going to do is going to be successful. Yeah. Even since I was a little kid, I'm like, yeah, I can yeah. do whatever now, I want. Do you think that's from your parents? 
Oh yeah. My parents definitely okay. built me up big For time. Sure. My, yeah. my parents have never told me that I couldn't do anything. Yeah. My mom's one of those people that she's like, even when I first started dating Danny, she's like, Robbie's the best dancer in the universe. And I was like, I can't dance. What the, f-? but like, she's, she's like my biggest fan and yeah. she like yeah. overly believes in me. Yep. And for some reason, like I believed her growing up, you, <laughs> you know? are a great it's dancer. True. Yeah. And I and know that even to this day, you're still a little like when you dance, you don't love to dance in front of people. It makes me nervous. So yeah. that that's where the, teapot. I'm trying to take more notes what? from, uh, teapot. yeah, the teapot. he's got the teapot down more notes from Keaton over there with the whole, well, like, I'm telling you one of the, one of my most fun nights ever out at a club. I don't like clubs at all. Mm. I have, in fact, I hate them. I had a lot of fun that night because I could tell that you were like, when people look at you, they probably think like, Oh, that dude's probably the dude in the club, like just killing it. Yeah. No, and then I get nervous. You're in there yeah. and you're just like, dude, I, I, I think I said this on your, on your Instagram, you and I were in the, <laughs> I'm in the bathroom and I'm at the urinal just hanging out. Rob comes in like a couple seconds later and he looks at me with this look on his face, like kind of startled, a little nervous, but also a little excited. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I don't know how I got here. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, there was a dance wall. I'm like, what? Like a dance? Well, he's all, yeah, they made me dance through it. I had to dance through it to get in here. And I'm like, all over that. I, I, was like, I was like, Rob, are you okay? Did you make it? He's like, yeah, I'm just a little shook up, but I made it. So I dance a little bit better when I drink. So it was to a different place. It was, no, it's great. But it, it's it, like, dude, you just look like the type of guy that you're confident in everything that you do. And even if you're not, you just pretend like sometimes it's pretending like we talked about in the, in the podcast with Keaton. Like yeah, sometimes you just confidence. have to like fake it till you make it as a real thing on that level. Yeah. You just have to like, because you're not faking it to anybody else. You're faking it to yourself. Yep. I trick myself all the time that I'm okay with certain things and I just have to power through it. And then all of a sudden I'm good, mm-hmm. but that's how you get confident because there's no reason that you and I should ever believe that you, we should be able to own Porsches and big businesses and all these no. different things because you didn't come for money, right? No, I didn't come for money. No, 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 no. So when you look at like the, like the, how the odds have been stacked against us, there's no reason why. And that goes for everybody at the table. There's no reason we should ever like be fully confident that we were going to accomplish any of these goals. But like you said, yeah. there's no reason we shouldn't have been confident either. Like more people should be. They really should be. I, and I, that's like one of my first songs uh, was like, you're bigger than this. You're better than this was one of my builds. And yeah. it's like, even, even with her, I've spent so much time like convincing her how dope she is. Right. Cause I think, I think on the come up, like the big thing for her was when she entered the fitness industry. And this is why she's so great is everyone said no. And, and, and everyone said she doesn't have the look like, so I'm like going to sponsorships and they're like, bro, what the fuck do you want me to do with her? She looks like a, like a little boy with weird hair. Like, I don't know, I had great hair. but you know what I mean? Like she, she has like I that little, gray hair she has too. this weird little pixie haircut. She benches like 225. Yeah. She's not she listens to the, Yeah. She listens to the metal and like, everyone's like, I, and I like, they wanted me like, they wanted a bikini look. They so. wanted sexy. But did so, you see that movie that just came out? Pants and cut tees. The WWE movie that just came out, uh, the fighting with my family. No, it tells the story about Paige. Paige, um, it's actually reminds me a lot of you. I can't remember her last name. She's a girl from Ireland or Scotland. She became she was like a WWE star, or she was like a a little home backyard wrestler mm-hmm. back at back in I can't remember Ireland or Scotland, and. She ended up becoming the WWE diva, like the the like she dethroned whoever the previous yeah. one, and she wasn't. The whole movie is about how she wasn't like this blonde, blue eyed, like yeah. you know, like just super curvy. She was the same. She had dark hair, kind of a pixie haircut, and she came in and just. Thought, you guys should watch the movie. You would love. Yeah, hell yeah, it resonates big time. Again? It's called Fighting with My Family, and I thought it was a like a just a fake made up story because yeah. it's all about WWE and the rocks in it. It's a real story I found oh, out. And Netflix. Real, no, it just came out in theaters. Oh, you oh, went to it. Page something that looked. I have to look it up. Page, huh. but it is like 
unreal the story and how uncanny that is yeah. because there's a lot of a lot of similarities. But like you were saying, sometimes sometimes you have to either trick yourself or you have to help other people see yeah. it, right? Yeah, and that's something that we've we've always done. And she's always told me like you're awesome, and I tell her she's awesome, and that's all you need. Right. Like a lot of times, you just need one person, whether it's yourself telling you it or it's you know the person next to you saying that like you can do this. So there's been a lot of times when, you know, even competing when she was losing, losing and all the magazines were turning her down and it was like, nah, how about we just make YouTube videos and we'll just go around the industry. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think believing you're great, believing you're, that you're unstoppable, you know, all the stuff I sing in my music, if you want to go check out Rob and the Hustle Standard. Um, Are you still making music? This, should I just say it? Yes. I haven't. Um, so yeah. I'm excited. This is, this is big. You're dropping a new album or you're retiring. I don't know where you're going with this. No, I mean, so, so, okay. So I've, I've made, um, how many albums do you have? Five. Okay. So I've made, I've made music with Charlie Hustle my whole life. Um, I think I know, that's, that's Paige. Oh that's, yeah. That's yeah I, rec- I recognize name. It's her. actually Soraya we Jade. Friends, she, yeah. And um, she's actually from England, but you got to watch the movie cause it is amazing. Anyways, do we have to go to theaters? I think it might be out of theaters now. All right, cool. It was like on the so being Redbox, yeah. we got Redbox in Montana. Wait, I'm ready people, for this announcement. Oh, I still have Redbox. Music, because I like your music. Web. Oh, um, thank you, thank you. Uh, so I'm, uh, I can't say it yet. Uh, you know what? I can say it now. When's this come out? Music. This will be next Monday. That. Next Monday. Next Monday. All right, cool. Um, so no, I'm I'm sort of low key. Charlie's working on his own solo project, and I haven't told anyone on yet. But I guess I'm announcing it now. That no, like hell yeah. I sort of have my own solo project dude nice uh, give me one of those congrats give me one of those rob bailey screens yeah there you go yeah so it's it's going to be completely different than uh the hustle standard project it's uh a lot more metal okay um aggressive very aggressive uh i don't even know what to we're still working through like the sound of it but i don't know when that's coming out i don't know i'm i'm trying to you know i'm just having a lot of fun with it so. so is that kind of a uh is that kind of a turning point for you and what's Charlie? Charlie. So yeah, I mean, Charlie, I think, I think the big thing with Charlie is he's, he's another person who impresses the shit out of me. He, he's been my friend forever. Um, he's another guy who's done stuff for like, he's done music production and all that for 15 years and it hasn't really worked. And like for me to do something you're passionate with for 15 years and not give up on it yeah. and then have it work, that's like the dopest thing ever. Oh, yeah. So um, when our album started working and he started working with some other artists, it's, it, it really started working, but I, I, he's always, he needs to do his own solo project because right. he's so talented and there's so much like dope stuff in there that he needs to get out um, that he's working on that. Now I'm really, really excited for him. So uh, we're tentatively working on a new album, but awesome. this album sound my, my solo project, which I don't even know if I'm going to call it, but it's going to sound uh, a, a lot different than I, th- not a lot different, a little different than my normal stuff. Well, because you're the current, the current stuff is a little bit of like a hip hop metal vibe. It's, it's like a hip hop metal electronic. Yeah. Yeah. And we slow down a lot. We have some auto tune on it sometimes. Let's see, let's hear it. Yeah. This is a sampling of Rob Bailey and the hustle standard. That's you. I refuse to waste this time I spent Help is not on the way No support here today I've never heard this song we'll determine It's one of my favorite What song is this? Paid in full It's my, one of my heaviest I'm a dick inventory Of hearts Notches or trophies Who will hit their mark Dude, that's a I had never heard that album It gets oh, better This is one of my favorite songs I've ever done Now we are paid Paid in full what 
is this one called? Paid in full, right? Dude, that's sick. Yeah. I got goosebumps. Thank you. I, got, I legit yeah. got goosebumps. Thank I'm you, pumped man. on that. It I felt like cool to passion. hear it just now. Dude, yeah. that is cool. Yeah, and I, that, that's sort of what I try to make is I try to make just really passionate music. I think that a lot of times hardcore misses the mark on that. I mean, not all hardcore, but like, uh, you know, like hate breeds, sometimes they get there, but a lot of times it's just like, oh, they're just yelling things that like that you yell when you make hardcore you music. You enjoy yelling though, right? I, I feel love like you it, love yelling. I love it. That, like even in your Instagram videos, you're yelling. When, when I'm when I'm the most passionate about something, I, I yell. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether I'm angry, whether I'm happy, I feel like you always go to yelling. Yeah. And I, I, I that's why I do it on my music. Have and you I ever heard of, sorry, have you ever heard of primal chanting? Primal chanting. It's, it's not like a band. It's like a thing, right? It's a thing. Yeah. Okay. Primal chanting is basically a th- it's so uh, it's a thing that um, monks do when they do the om like okay. om om. That's a form of primal chanting, and basically it's designed to help you train your vocal cords to be able to go lower. Oh. So they do it to guy. A lot of guys go to like clinics and classes to be able to bring their voice down. Yeah. And the first thing they teach you is primal chanting. So you get yourself a pillow. Or I used to actually start my podcast by doing it like not in here, but these guys don't even know that. I was going to say, man, I, 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 would go out, I would go, chant. I would go out in my truck, grab a pillow and scream into it. Just like, <laughs> like the deepest, lowest yeah. scream you can do. You do it over and over and over again. And if you do it on a daily basis, it brings your entire octave of your yeah. voice down. So obviously that explains why you have a lower voice yeah. because you do a lot of screaming. Yeah. I do, yeah. I, I yeah, I scream a lot. I think the other thing about my music specifically is uh, traditionally we, we're saying screaming, but I actually don't scream. So like my music is yelling. Yeah. And there's screaming is like a talent that you can do that like I haven't mastered screaming. So I'm yelling. So I think a lot of times people can yell with me. Right. Um, and a lot of times hit the notes that I hit. And like if you yell along with my music, a lot of times you can sound very I, similar I actually to me. I never thought about that. Screamo like, was really hard to sing to. But like, yeah, like so when they're when when you're listening to like uh, like Memphis May Fire or something like that, and they're hitting like crazy highs, yeah, I just don't sing those parts <laughs> in the car because yeah, like yeah. I can't get there. But like my vocal range is is I think so attainable for the yeah. average person that like if you can fight with your girlfriend, you can sing <laughs> Rob Bailey's music. So <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I I think between the passion and then how relatable things are, and I also don't overcomplicate my my lyrics. Yeah, because you're lifting weights, you're playing sports, you don't. I don't need to use giant words. I don't I'm like, you I can, can tell a story in just a few words Yeah, and you can, I can be repetitive and I yeah. can build things with passion in my voice rather than like overwhelming you with lyrical content. So dude, that's Brad right. point something out real quick that I'm totally loving here. Dana gets so excited and smiles <laughs> every time you talk about something like your accomplishment yeah. or uh, your music or anything. And I love that about, you know, <laughs> your guys's uh, relationship. And, and there's Rob, something huge dude, to Rob this. on the flip side of that. Every time Dana started talking, you could right. see he wanted to like chime in and be like, yeah. build her up. That's a powerful relationship. Yeah. I also can't talk about her a lot without crying. <laughs> Full disclosure. Like there's a lot of times that we're on stage and I'll have to talk about uh, almost getting there right now, yep. but I'll have to talk about her a little bit. And like, I'm like, fuck, we're on stage. In front Dude, of a thousand are, people and I'm about to cry. Like, I get I'm supposed to be way. a monster. Yeah. I get choked this, up with the dumbest things. Yeah. If I talk about my family. Yep. If I talk about, dude, yeah, that's funny. I, when I, you when you were talking about how she got a lot of no's and you guys avoided the no's or you guys just powered through them, you didn't hear them, you focused on what she wanted, watching the two of you kind of talk about that shares like, I could feel the pain in it, but also like the victory from it. I wish that the listeners could see that. I mean, you guys both have a very like, like, don't tell me I can't do it yeah. attitude. Like that, that goes with the vegan thing. That, yeah. Like everything that we do is like, you tell us we can't do something and like, yeah, give me we're, six we're, months. Yeah. We're going yeah. to prove you why we way. can do it better than you. Yeah. That's but amazing. I think so many people, especially at least just coming from fitness background, people will just do 
whatever everyone else is doing. And I just, I didn't want to fit in. And it, it didn't work for a very long time, but us just not playing the same route and not like, I don't know how many times I've been told that I need to go get a boob job otherwise so I could place better. Cause I would get scale. I would get marked down because I'm more masculine looking. Cause I don't have, I have a chest, not yeah. boobs. And it was just like, finally, like more so obviously having that person right next to me telling me like, do you actually want them or are you getting them because someone else is telling you? And that's so many people are like, Oh, well, this person's telling me I'll do better if I do this. And it was just being stubborn and just try to go my own way. Cause I, I don't want them. You guys seem like you're like so much bench. more than just being <laughs> like, you're so much more than just being a support for each other. You guys are like each other's cheerleaders and you're able to lift each other up and, but yet not take away from who each of you are individually. I love that. That's, I, I can see why Dave introduced you guys the way that he did being these most powerful couples, everything, but we, we kind of grazed over something I didn't know. Did you win an Olympia? I did. I oh won the, the first ever women's physique Olympia. I, I actually won the first ever. That is incredible. Yeah. So after competing for eight to 10 years and being last place every single year, they created a, fi uh, a division figure and between figure and bodybuilding, which is physique. And it was like one of those things where I was like, that division, they created that for me. So whatever the first show is, I'm going to do it. We did everything. We drove down to North Carolina. And I was actually the first pro ever in history for my division and then won the first Olympia. That's incredible. Yeah. That's congratulations. So cool. That really is. Yeah, How so long ago was that? Uh, that was 2013. That is awesome. So class, class Rob, a question. Yeah. So my wife's probably going to kill me for this if she hears it, which she doesn't regularly listen. So I think we're safe. But you said that you take the time to really build her up, right? Yeah. My wife goes to the gym two, three times a day. I think she's a 10 out of 10, right? Yeah. But she has this thing in her head that she feels like she's 300 pounds. Yeah. And I'm constantly telling her like, yo, yo you look like 95% of women want to look like, yeah. but she doesn't feel that way. So how do you... How do you All of our help her that feel way. that way? You know what I mean? And do you, and how do you, what do you take away from it that makes you feel that way that hopefully uh, I can take I was, my wife? You know what I mean? I was the same as her. Like, uh, like for a long time I hated, like I had such horrible body dysmorphia and uh, hated like, uh, there were years of my life where I didn't wear shorts because like in high school and college, cause my legs were too big. I played soccer, so they were big. And now all I want to do is make them bigger but it's a combination of someone next to you telling you, I like the way you look, you look beautiful just the way you are. Like that constant repetition, you start believing in it yourself. And I don't know, it was maybe like five years, something finally clicked and confidence, like I can do whatever I want. And once you get that confidence, like you literally, whatever goal you set, people that are confident can accomplish anything. That's all I want for my wife. You know, and it and it's something that like doesn't stay either. I'm trying it's to think what happened. I don't even know. It's because there there was a changing point. So there was a point in time. Yeah, you started I, to believe it. I love when so like I remember th this fucking when all your friends were getting married. That sucked. Remember that? Yeah, that sucked. So like, <laughs> this is uh, th this is this is still something that's like it pisses me off a lot. But and it pisses me off just for like all the reasons. I'm not mad at somebody, but like right. watching her get ready for weddings. And it's when she, when she was lifting and she was starting to get popular, but like 
she didn't know how her, 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 her body that people loved. Like, dude, we were crushing it on YouTube. Like upload a video next day, 50,000 views, positive, positive, positive. But like, she didn't know how to transition into like putting on a bridesmaid dress and she'd look at herself and just like fucking cry. And like, you remember that, that, and it was like a solid year of it, dude. And it was just painful, painful for me to watch because it was like, no, you're, you're really, really, really dope. Like you are cooler than anyone at that fucking wedding. Like the world loves you. I love you. Like stop. But like, I don't, I don't know what it was right after that. that Something clicked and it was like, dude, painful to watch. Remember my wedding. That was my sister's wedding. Yeah. And And like, I dealt with like not being okay with my chest for my entire life. And then fine. I don't know what it was, but once that switched, that's like my favorite thing about me. And I think it was a lot of other females coming up to me, like thanking me that I didn't go that route. And like, I'm not against like surgeries and like you have to do it for you. Yeah. As soon as you make a decision based on someone else telling you or someone else's opinion, or because you think someone else is going to like it better, you've just lost yourself. And now like all those parts of me that I hated are my favorite parts of my body, which is like my chest and my legs. And so staying true to yourself and listening to the people who really truly know you and I believe think in you allowed you to eventually accept for sure that. him. And I think it was the other females that like, that I, I could relate to. Cause there was other girls that like, you know what? Like I don't want to put things underneath my skin because this judge tells me I, I'll do better. Like I don't want to, it, it's if you don't actually want to do it for yourself, then you're making the wrong decision. Do you think you would have got to that point if you had not been true to yourself? I think you would have been able to, you know, I see probably would have uh, like scored better in figure a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think no, I would I have been being able to like how he was saying something changed. Right. Yeah. And, and, and you started to be confident in those things. Cause I mean, growth is uncomfortable. I mean, your dress didn't fit the same and that, that you get that. But for, for women, I think it's to another level. Yeah, like a we, guy, yeah. his pants fit differently. You know, yeah. you just kind of deal with it. But women, I mean, that's a big, big thing. Well, it was like mostly just getting dressed in real clothes. Like I felt confident in gym clothes, but it's, you put me in like a dress and I'm like, like I can't <laughs> every feel this Sunday. like a, yeah. Every <laughs> Sunday. That's, that's my wife. I'm like, you look great. You look awesome. You know? And she's like tearing dresses off and trying yeah, other ones that's, on. That's I just want my she wife to Ashley feel dope. And Lindley, you know? I, I, think, I think, I think, you know what it was? It was probably because I was, prim- I was putting out so much content and then like, dude, I was driving like, I used to look, not that I look great now, but like really dark circles. Cause I would drive her to every single event. If it was within 10 hours, cool. I'm in the car. I would drive her there and then she would be in a tank top and just people would flock to her. So it was like, it was my positive support. It was the internet supporting her. It was other females coming up and supporting her. So it was like this, this big group effort of everyone coming together, like cheering for her. And so it took a lot. Uh, then, and like, then like, uh, and it wasn't all positive. So no. like I got a lot for many years of like Can't imagine people telling me how gross and disgusting I am. And I still get it. Mm. But like when, like you all, you obviously turn numb to things like that. You can literally tell me anything you want. I don't, I don't, it, nothing phases me anymore. So that probably actually helped too. It was just, it is just like, like a, just a dead horse. Like it doesn't matter anymore. That's the best you know? feeling in the world. Really, yeah. when you get to the point where you just like, don't, you legitimately, don't it's one thing care. to say, I don't care, I, I but don't when you legitimately care. don't yeah. care, it is really, really like care. the most liberating feeling. And it, it does, it does something for, it's the best 
feeling in the entire world. And if I could like give, gift that to like everyone, not just females, but like everyone, the ability to like feel comfortable in your own skin, no matter where you're at, what you're wearing, like, and it, and it also like, I can't say like, I'm always like that too. Like there's ups and downs and it's something that you have to work with all the time. Uh, but at this point, like, I just love everything. Here's, here's what I think would help Heidi and other people when they, when they start trying to wrap their head around, like what other people think about them, people don't think about us. All they care about is what we think about them. Yeah. When you're, when you're talking to somebody or somebody sees you, they are not thinking what you look like or what you are. All they are thinking about is what's this person thinking about me? Exactly. And so if you can turn that and use it, like leverage it almost and kind of like own the situation and realize like, I know you're not thinking about me. You could give two shits about what I look like or what I'm wearing. All you care about is what I think about you. So all of a sudden you turn the table and start building that person up or whatever you're going to do with them. You take control of the situation immediately. That is like the trick to life. That is the trick to social science is, is just understanding that people don't really care about you or they don't think about you the way that you think they think about you. Yeah. They're thinking about you exactly the way that you think they're thinking about you. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 it's so, yeah, it is that. so confusing, yeah. but it is like, it is the most powerful thing I ever learned. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's like, it's crazy. And uh, I feel like a lot of people that struggle with confidence and struggle with issues like that, if they could just take a second and realize that they could control the situation mm-hmm. with just the flip of a switch by just realizing that, this, that nobody's really thinking about what you think they're thinking about. <clears throat> You know what? I, I actually, I would love to ask her a question. Maybe we make it a, a checklist or whatever, but we don't have a lot of women on here usually. And, uh, you know, you having gone through that. Wait, hold on, back up. Is she our first female guest? I want to say she is. Yeah. <gasps> Holy, yeah, yeah. welcome. Yeah, what do we got? Can bring them. Barry, Rob Bailey I'm or running, something. I'm running out. I'm running yeah, out. <laughs> wow. That's actually a big deal. And I, I don't say that because we are not sexist by any means. We have beautiful wives, but it's just, we're surrounded by such alpha males. And so our natural selection is just, you know, mm-hmm. our, our closest circle. Hey, you want to be on the podcast? This is awesome. Alpha woman. You Thank made you. it the alpha Thank woman. You. So what tip would you give to listeners? Um, if you could go back in time and share what you know about yourself and your confidence to your younger you, what would you share that somebody could apply in their life? Start implying, you know, applying or. Uh, well, mine would be more of like, <laughs> start earlier at least with lifting because what had what it has done for me yeah. um I just wish I like got into lifting but that was I mean that was like in the 90s when I was growing up I graduated in 2001 you born Early, in 84 uh 83 83 mm. uh I just wish I like got into fitness earlier like obviously I was fit but in a sports kind of way but like I ate whatever I wanted um and I didn't train uh, like I just ran to stay in shape uh mostly so I wouldn't die on the field but I <laughs> wish I I wish I started training earlier because that's what developed everything and who I am and where I am just it it like dedication to something and sticking to something and f- figuring out goals and accomplishing them like everything you do in a gym is like you can relate it to life and yeah just goal setting in general, <laughs> just lifting. I think everything, everybody should be in the gym. Let's talk and about I, that for a second, because the purpose of this podcast, I actually just realized I don't follow you. So I'm sorry. I'm going to follow you right now. Oh, Is going to get you to 2 million? Please. Hopefully. Oh, that would be so amazing. <laughs> yeah. Would you imagine? That would be amazing. Uh, hopefully after the podcast airs, you'll hit 2 million because there's a lot of, we actually have a ton of listeners. The first day that we launched this podcast, we hit like 
number four in the world. I saw that. Yeah, yeah number four and then number one in business. Number one in business for like a couple of weeks straight, and then number four in the world. Wow, it was crazy. Like we started like asking ourselves, like, what, what's going on here? Why are people mm-hmm. so into this? It's because we give very basic, simple steps. Like, yeah. we do not like to talk about big, like set goals, do this, do that. No, no. We talk yeah. about like, what are you going to do right now? What are you going to go right down after you listen to this podcast? That's you're actually going to do tomorrow because it's way easier to start doing something today or tomorrow than it is to say this year, I'm going to be the best version of me by, you know, whatever, some big lofty goal. You, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. The, the, like we win this fight one little victory at a time. And that is literally why we call it the checklist because we create these items that we allow people like Rob, you listened, uh, you, you had your vision board before and we were talking about that, but long story short, you went back, pulled your vision board out and said, bam, I want to put a Porsche on there. Mm-hmm. Dude, within a month or two, I got a call and got a car that like, I didn't even think I was able to get <laughs> insane, like, dude. you have to be on a list. GT two GT two RS. Yeah. Yes. So I, I put on a, it. I put a GT three RS, a used old one. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> I was like, okay, that's affordable. I can, <laughs> I can get that. And then like literally two weeks later, I got a call and was like, Hey, have you ever considered getting a GT two RS blah, 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 where a dealership that really wants to work with you. And I was like, uh, you know, like you're overcharging fee, like all those fees. And it was like, it worked out. And like, now it's in my garage. And that all happened within <laughs> a, like, dude, a couple of months. And that's, and that's how it is. I mean, at this point in time with everything, yeah. like whatever I put on there is uh, it's going to happen right hands down. So I just gotta be careful with what I put on there. I'm the same way. Dude. Yeah. I'm very careful with what I put on my bed. I gotta make it happen. Yeah. And that's why like when we swap clothes yeah. uh, backstage, I went down to my underwear. I don't yeah. know if I told you that. But I heard after. So part of my vision board is I've just being around her all the time and she's in such phenomenal shape and then being around like other male fitness models. Like I don't, you know, I'm more of like a strong man and I've never really felt confident (laughs) with my shirt off. You know, like just like really in shape strong. I was just so you guys know, I was blown away when I heard this. Like Rob tells me after the fact, he's like, I was really uncomfortable. Screwing no, I so, down. so that was, I was one like, of the things. What? And, 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 and I, on my vision board, it's simple, that. but it's like, I want to just wear tank tops more. Yeah. Like I, that's all I want. Like if I can just feel comfortable, cause I, I feel like when I wear a tank top, I, I, there's so many things coming at him. Like people are thinking I'm trying to look big or like they're going to judge the size of my arms or like I mean, stupid. Right. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so part of my thing. And, and then when you're like, oh, let me try your clothes on. And I was like, Oh my God. So, so for those of you who don't know, we were at the heavy Academy <laughs> last and month everybody's month there, dude. Yeah. I just went man spot. <laughs> we're in the man's green room. Wife spot. Lots of people. Ev- Mark, Andy, Andy Frizzella, my wife. I walked yeah, in. Like, Everyone's there. There's probably a good 20 people and, and, uh, and high level people. Yeah. 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 Definitely high yeah. level people. And I just jokingly, Rob has this sense of fashion. That's awesome. I was like, dude, let me try your clothes on. And I was like, now's your, now's your chance Rob, the vision board. So I just took off all but my clothes. You didn't hesitate. You were just bam. Like, okay, I got this. Like I, I felt I like I hesitated. You, I literally did. No, dude. I felt like you had just swapped clothes with somebody like the hour before. Like you were just like, <laughs> but it was you felt natural. how wet my clothes were because I was were. sweating because I was nervous. <laughs> 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 Your shirt was drenched. Yeah. Uh, dude. So yes, that's a, uh, I think that's good. I think people like to, it's good for people to see that side of you yeah. because it helps them understand like, okay, like this is real. Yeah. He's a real person. I'm a real person. I can relate to him. Yeah. And it, it makes you seem not so far away. Yeah. Like, because when you look at high profile, successful people, I think the first thing people tend to think is like, how do I get there? Mm-hmm. Or I'll never get there. Mm-hmm it's you're way closer than you think. And this yeah. message is to the listeners. Like you are at the tipping point, especially if you're listening to this and listening to things like this, you're already doing the things you're that far. are going to help you get there. Like, right. You're not far at all. You're not far. Yeah. You're so much closer than you think. And so, or even there, you could already be there, but you're too blind in the way you see yourself. But it's I've also like, there. what is there? We can right. go that yeah, way yeah, too. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I was cleaning up shit 
four days ago from a toilet that froze and overflowed. <laughs> like, and thinking to myself, like, you know, I have, you know, on the other side of this, this wall is a $450,000 car. I paid yeah. for it in cash and I'm cleaning up shit right now. It's all over my shoes. It's like, <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's like, so what is there? You know what I mean? I don't <laughs> The frozen shit sound but, but like for me being there is, is, is being happy in life. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like truly being happy in life and then being able to operate with freedom, whatever that freedom means to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, and that's where I'm at. Have um, you listened to the blissful dissatisfaction by Ed Milet? No, you need to do that because that explains what you just said. Uh, he breaks it down in about 30 minutes, talks about like being happy with where you're at, yeah. but not fully satisfied. Like yes, knowing perfect. that you can, you could, you've got more, mm -hmm. but you have to freaking enjoy the ride because the problem is if you don't enjoy it along the way, you'll get there wherever there is and you'll have not brought yourself with you. Yeah. Because right, all of a sudden, journey. yeah, you, you don't, you don't like enjoy the victories along the way. So I've gotten to the point in my life where I shouldn't slow down and enjoy the thing sometimes because my business, my schedule's so busy, but I do. And it's the best. Like I just take like, dude, one of my favorite things to do is break away from work for like 30 minutes during the day when I shouldn't, I'll go work on my remote control car. I, I got into remote control cars recently. I was way into one as a you've little kid. You've got a helicopter. You've got an airplane. Yes. You've got side by side. I don't work on a remote control car. I'm not going to drive. I, I mean, I drove his remote control car on Sunday and it was incredible. It's like driving a full blown trophy truck. It, it was, was like awesome. 80 miles an hour. But so, you, do you have one of those too and you play with the toy I, one? It, dude, I'm telling you, you have to learn how it's to just appreciate really. these little wins along the way. Yeah. And don't forget that, like, look back at your childhood and look at the things that you loved. You may think that you don't really love them anymore. Give them another chance. Swing I'm telling sets. you, remote control cars, trains. <laughs> I love sets. swing sets. Yes. I have, a, okay. have an adult one in my backyard. Really? An adult It's set. okay yeah. to love the things that you loved as a child now. Yeah. I think I think so. Like uh, society kind of pushes us to the point where it's like, you're grown up now. Yeah. You can't swing on the swing set. You can't do any of that stuff. What did you love when you were a kid? Anything. Animals. What were you into? He man. Man, I was in. I was in a lot of stuff. I think building dirt jumps was one of my favorite. Yes. Things. Yeah. I, dude, I can see it right now. Yeah. You would For like, kick some ass out there yeah, building dirt jumps. Yeah. I, and I didn't really even like as much jumping the dirt bikes or right. jumping just BMX bikes or anything. I really just like building jumps, yeah. like moving around dirt, which is why I recently got a bobcat. Yeah, and yeah. like tractors are the best. I'm always just moving stuff around the yard. Speaking of that, Love I can't that. say much about it, but we will be doing <laughs> something on TV soon where we are doing the Bobcat Olympics and you're involved. Mm -hmm. Andy and Sal are, are involved mm -hmm. and this might even become something. Yes. I mean, Kenny's in this might become something that actually turns into a TV series. That's all I can say. And I probably shouldn't have said that, but tractors gone wild. Tractors <laughs> gone wild. I'm in. Um, Yours is new. Yeah. I got like a 1986 skid steer in my backyard. If Bro, you want, really want some competition, you're in, you know what I'm uh, saying? That's a thing. Like I love my tractors. People don't realize yeah. how therapeutic hard work is not just driving a skid store, but whatever. But I think that's why you like moving dirt because it's yeah. like you're moving, you're building something, you're creating something. Yeah. Don't forget to let yourself create stuff, yeah. especially if you're a creative person. Huge. That's where I've gotten to the point where that's why I'm building this remote control car again. And they make these like jumps out of this kinetic sand that you can <clears> make like your own little toy jumps. <laughs> Dude, I've just start, like, I'm ordering it like quietly and I'm like sneaking through the kid's aisle at the store and like buying yeah. the stuff because it's like, Technically, I shouldn't be into that because yeah. I'm, I'm, I've outgrown it. Nope. Now you're fine. Dude, don't forget to create. Like, that is one of the biggest, most important. That's, in fact, that's number, I'm going to give this. So, obviously, it's a checklist, right? We give checklist yeah. items. Checklist item um, number one. I'm actually going to, I already wrote one down, but I'm going to put Wait, it Wait, can here. you clarify? So, if you went back in time, oh, man. if you Mine went back in time, what advice would you give yourself 
No, I want to know what you're um, into, in, into, a, into first as a kid, and then you can give your advice. Yeah, yeah, tell oh, us. What stuff. was your childhood passion? Oh, it was just sports. I love soccer, so I would definitely. I mean, like I. Would you play more soccer if you could? Oh yeah, I was when we lived in PA. I was still playing with like some of my old uh, college or high school friends. Does that so, body play soccer well now? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Everyone just hits me and falls over. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Or, or they're like terrified of me. Yeah. So yeah, it, she, it yeah, definitely be a great soccer player. And you're Either fast, way, right? I'm assuming. Yeah, she's still fast, still too. Fast, Rob, yeah. do you play? Do I play what? Soccer? No. 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 Football. In fact, I hate soccer. Yeah. I don't hate it. I hate it. I'm just, I'm not good at I'm very uh, physical. Yes. And soccer players are generally. Oh, the guys are the They worst. do that faking they stuff. Yeah. So like, yeah. I just like Girls rock don't do people. that. Girls, it's yeah. only guys soccer. Girls are tough soccer players. Yeah. yeah. Girls don't yeah. do don't the whole the, faking thing. I don't have the attention span for it because when I get the ball, I want like to, to, to like kick mm -hmm. it. You know what I mean? And somebody takes it from me within like a split second on my mission. That was all we played in South America. Oh, soccer, brutal. soccer, soccer. And they were really so good. Frustrated because uh, these little Latino kids come in, gone, ball's gone. I don't see it again for another 30 minutes. Brutal. It's super frustrating. So um, let's do this real quick. Check. We're going to start getting into the checklist items because we want people to have takeaways from this. Mm -hmm. I feel like you guys could probably fill a book with checklist <laughs> items. So be thinking, and I'm going to tell you a couple first, and okay. they can be totally random off the wall. Like, okay. in fact, my first one is off the wall. I got a bag of clothespins here, guys, and I am going to share this with you because this is something I've done for a long time that I actually kind of forgot about. I hadn't done it for maybe six months. Oh, it's probably actually been like a year or so. So, Anytime you get in my truck, you're going to see a bag of clothespins. These are some small wooden ones that I just found that I'm super pumped on. In the past, it was the big like plastic ones that you get at Walmart. So did you know that in your ear, you have pressure points that are connected to your nervous system? I was not aware. Dude, so get this. Whoa. Right here. Yeah, I'm gonna, we'll post oh. this picture online, but I'm showing them a picture right now of, a, of an ear. Starting at the top, moving down to the bottom, it goes one through six. So basically, if you're listening, grab the top part of your ear, kind of like that like cartilage part. That's area number one, and that's directly connected to your back and shoulders. Like this is Chinese reflexology. This is proven to actually like the nerve endings go to your ear, to your central nervous system. You move down and you got number two, which is your organs. Oh, I need that one. Number three, I'm about to show you this because this is going to blow you away. Number three is your joints. Number four, and if you're listening, just take your hands and literally just move down your ear about like a one finger width at a time. So four is your joints, and that's basically going to be directly straight across from your like ear hole. Go down to number five, that, that's connected to, uh, to your digestion. Number six, the very bottom, like where you would pierce your ear, that's your head and your heart. Now buckle up, guys. You're going to enjoy this. I have uh, this bag of paper clips. They're little wooden ones you can get on Amazon. Type in mini wood paper clips, and it's like six bucks for the bag. So you can pull your headphones off for a second and just put these... The best place to start is on your earlobe where your, um, where your uh, like earrings would be and find kind of the meaty part. You don't, it'll be really tender at first. So just kind of number. play around. Uh, we're going to go number six, so straight to the bottom. So yeah, so you'll find an area in there. The, the more you play around. How? Yeah. I don't like yeah. that at all. I'm telling Mine you. Mine broke already. How did you do that? You have ears yeah. of steel. So you'll find it, just play around with different Where's spots and you'll find that there's an area there where it's like bearable. It's kind of like yeah. a numb, dull pain. You guys got enough? For the listeners, we're going to post this on our Instagram. So if you're looking for the visual, it will be posted on the yeah. Instagram. So Ooh. put them on both earlobes right there oh. or wherever. This oh, is the As long as you can tension. bear it. And you might start with like being able to have like maybe a second at a time. Just broke another one. I don't wow, know. I don't know. That's a, I haven't broken one Giant lobes. Oh. Oh, my ears. <laughs> so do you have them on both ears right now? 
Oh, yeah. Okay, so for the listeners, take your fingers and just really press tight on your earlobes and hold it for a good 30 seconds. Do it as long as you can bear and leave it there for a second. I can't get the damn thing on. So leave it there as long as you can Some bear. Some of these are sharper than others. Oh, it's because I broke it. You guys are a bunch of sissies. I, I'm telling Whoa. you, this is the best thing in the world. Like, the best thing in the world yeah, to do. So this one's connected directly to your head and your heart. So basically the, the lower earlobe area. It hurts. Okay. I'm not going to. Ready? Now pull them off and set them, set them down. Notice how it connects back to your, like your spine and your upper back. Like you get this weird wave of like oh. tension release. So if you do this like, uh, you know, five or six times, you get to the point where you want to leave it on there for about a minute. Mm-hmm. I leave them on there forever. I leave them I, like five minutes, but there's certain parts of my ears that are way too tender that I can't do. And you start cycling up your ear and start doing these different locations. The top parts of your ear, in fact, you can do it right now. They're not as sensitive. So let's go to number one, which is basically the very top of your uh, cartilage in your ear. Your back and shoulders. That one's connected directly to your back and shoulders. That one, you can put it on all day and it, it shouldn't, unless, it, now here's the deal. If it's really tender, that means that you might have some issues in that area. Is it tender? But the bottom wasn't. Your head and your heart wasn't. So that's amazing. I, I rarely see people, but that actually makes sense. Do you have issues with your back and shoulders? Mine are, mine are really tender. They don't feel good at all. No. So your ear, the, the top of your ear does? Oh, yeah, we got plenty of them. So, so this, this is reflexology. Have and you done your foot before? I've done my foot. You can't really put the pressure point on your foot. Right. But the reason it's why similar? I'm telling everybody about this, it's similar, but you have to have somebody else basically do the Got reflexology it. positions on your yeah. foot. And they're a lot harder to find. The sure. ones in your foot are connected to your stomach, your kidney, all these different things. These ones, you can literally be driving in your car, clip them on your ears for a second, as long as you can bear it, and then take them off. And then cycle them on and off. And all of a sudden, you'll start oh, to find that the like it's not as tender the next day. And these different spots that you start doing it in, are less tender. Like I can almost do my full ear now and I don't have, you know, that, that it's all bearable and I feel through my body right now and everything feels fantastic. Where's your most tender spot? I don't have any. None? No. Dude, I can barely keep My lower on. back was killing me for the last month and a half. I started doing this again. Like I remembered it about a week ago. My lower back pains are gone. Hmm. Maybe it's voodoo, maybe it's witchcraft, but I believe that it's actually science of reflexology and it actually works to the point where it can heal you. Crazy. Well, it helps you. You guys are welcome to take as many of these things as you want. And as you drive or do whatever you're doing, just start by doing, if you can only do 30 seconds at a time or whatever it is, put them on, hold them in in that spot and try these different locations. Um, And I'll send you guys this text so you have it. But it's pretty damn impressive what it'll do to you. Um, And that's checklist item number one. So if you're a listener, Hmm. um, best uh, place to find this after you listen to this uh, podcast go to the heavy checklist instagram we will post this for you so you can see what the hell we're talking about because it's really hard to be visual right now um but this is one of my favorite things in the world it just dude it is the ultimate way to just unleash a lot of pressure at once it just it's the quickest way it's like it, to me it's almost like the, the feeling of going and getting a full body massage after doing this for like 10 or 15 minutes yeah. so mm-hmm. i'm telling you it's give it a shot right. people are always skeptical but you can feel how sensitive i, I it feel is, right? yeah I, if, I feel something you'll find that the more you treat it the less sensitive it is and that if you can directly correlate that to whatever part of your body that is you feel instant relief i yes i feel to the point where you're not going to feel instant relief right now, day one, because you're just barely starting to do this. Right. But you'll get to the point where after a couple of days and you're giving yourself, you're being real with yourself and you're not taking it off after 10 seconds, it, it helps you. Like maybe it's, I don't know if it's going to you know fix a broken back, but it is going to help you relieve those tender muscles. So 
pretty cool stuff. That's checklist item number one, guys. Learn the reflexology in your ear. Grab yourself some paper clips or um, some clothespins and just freaking start playing with it. Hmm. You can't hurt yourself. So I have some in my pocket now. That's yeah, right. You're going to give it a shot. So I'm super pumped on that. Um, so that's checklist item number one. Checklist item number two is uh, the one that we just talked about, which is don't forget to create. Go create something. Yeah. Go build something. I don't care if it's a dirt jump in your backyard or, you know, some like go get your kids Legos and build something. Just Build something with your hands. Yeah. I cannot stress this enough, and I talk to people all the time about it. That's why I love my motorcycle so much, man. That's the only thing that like keeps me sane during the winters is going in the garage and tinkering with the Harleys. You know, it really like there is something so gratifying about building something. Yes. Dana, you, I think you feel that probably on a deeper level, which is building your body. Yeah, like you legitimately are creating your body. You're to the point where you know that if you do X, Y, Z your body's going to go whomp, 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 and just adjust and change. Right. Yep. Which is pretty damn cool. Not everybody has that luxury because we haven't all trained our body. Like it's going to take me a while to say, yeah, I want to like bigger shoulders or bigger arms. But when you're diligent with it, and I'm not saying that you're like some superhero, you're just more diligent. You work harder than everybody else flat out. That's what it is. So that's item number two. Item number three is open for you guys to add anything that you feel like has helped you feel happy, feel fulfilled, achieve success. I don't care. Just, I don't care if it's, if it's drinking more water, I don't care what it is. I'd say, uh, no one's opinion matters. Yeah. That's like, that's really hard. That's hard. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, I I mean, I'm just coming from my background and like people's opinions on like what I look like and stuff. No one's opinion matters. Be true to yourself. And it always comes like, I stayed true to myself for 10 years and it worked out. How do you get over that? Cause I I look at like, even like, you know, Keaton's and Dave's posts, like with people like commenting on their stuff and I'm like pissed off. It's like the stuff they say to these guys. I'm like, they have no idea who they are. They've never met them. They're in person. And then people just talk shit. Mm -hmm. How do you get over that? Cause I I mean, maybe you can hop in too. Maybe you can, but that, I mean, it makes me mad. You know, I, I, I texted you the other day and I was like, bro, how do you deal with people in your posts? Like watching his post, like they can say stuff on my post, but watching his, I was like, yeah, what is this? Like, why are these people like this? (laughs) You know what? Dave and I talk about this a lot. Usually when it's just him and I, because I don't think a lot of people really understand like what that does to you when you put stuff out there. That's like, Hey man, I, I had a wonderful day and I love my car. And then all of a sudden it changes to you're a fat piece of shit. I hate you. Yeah, you, rich, you, you, rich sell out. you only had a good day. Cause you have TV money. I hope you lose your oh arms. Like it's crazy. But like, this is what, this is what I finally got to outside of the fact of what Dana just said. Like, don't really care what people say. I got to this point and I thought, I don't think I've ever met anyone that talks shit to me or anyone oh, else that know that you. is no, no, that is doing better than myself. No. And so I'm okay with it. If, if, if I have a lot of people talking shit on me, I'm okay because they're not doing better than I am period. End of story. And wherever you're at in your life, like if what somebody says to you bothers you and it's bothers you so much that it gets you upset and that then you go and attack them, they're probably doing better than you. And I just, I, I I'm at the place in my life now, obviously I, I'm really happy. You know, we're talking about all these things, but like I genuinely have never met someone that's one successful or two that's happy. That's talking bad about anyone else. I just haven't. And I mean, there's a million things I could say about people. Maybe I don't like, maybe I think, but I don't care. I, I genuinely don't care. So as soon as I put that in the perspective and I see people like 
saying the craziest shit that they say, you know, I'm like, man, that sucks for you. I'm really sorry that you're such in a, a like shitty an position insecurity. that you have to say that about me. You know, the thing that we did too, like last time we were together, they came and stayed at my house and we did a picture with us and Dana's like shredded and Rob and I are like, yeah, we're just these big guys in the background. And I put it up. I don't even remember what I said. I said something like, uh, just how much I love these guys, whatever. And everybody was like, oh, who's that dude in the middle? And they were talking shit on her. And right away, I'm like, I get defensive. So I'm like, no, you're not going to say that about her. And she's like, oh, you think I care? Like those people that are yeah. talking bad, not one of those people have ever or will ever do better than what I'm doing right now at this moment. And as soon as I actually internalized that, I was like, yeah, I'm good. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. That is, that is definitely worth an applause. But let me ask you this. Let's say you had a wedding or a very important like family event and you've got somebody there who has the microphone and they just keep blurting out like really shitty things, like really bad things to ruin the mood, ruin the part. Like I've been at a wedding once where actually the girl's uncle was in the back and he thought he was funny, but he was to the point where he was like saying such raunchy things about her that it was making her seem like really trashy. They took the microphone from him. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you do the same thing in your own personal life? Why would you give anybody a microphone? Why would yeah. you give them a platform? Oh, I see. You know what I mean? Like, so that's, that's the way I deal with it because I personally really, really just don't care. Mm. But what I don't want to have happen is have people feel either bad for me or feel like it's affecting me and feel like it's okay to be affected by that kind of stuff. So all I do is just delete it. Oh, oh, I just no. don't let it yeah. live for even like, if you say anything negative on my post, you're just blocked. Oh. And the reason for I that give is because them kissy face. Yeah, you can get like, yeah, that's the thing. You can either kill them with kindness <laughs> or just be completely apathetic towards them. They don't exist. Take the microphone. As soon as you take the microphone, <clears throat> what do they have? Dude, I used to DJ like Utah State would have these massive parties, right? It'd be like four or five thousand people. And I would just have the crowd just freaking moving and just the emotion in the crowd and seeing them like shift and do exactly what I tell them to do. And I would come home like, and I'd just be like stoked and I'd be amped. And then I'd get on Twitter and there was like one asshole yep. that was like, DJ Marcus Swing sucks. He's so dumb. And dude, <laughs> it would take me from like the 5,000 people mark yeah, to like yep. everyone going crazy to that one person yeah, that just killed it. Yep, and yeah. and it, it used to affect me a lot, negative. you know? Dude, the thing that it's so funny how we all deal with it differently. But the, the one of the things that got to me was that I learned that if I really respect somebody, their opinion does affect me. I allow that too. Um, and so it's good and bad. Like for a long time, I wouldn't accept really, you know, if somebody said something nice, like we talked about this on one of the podcasts, somebody gives you a compliment, accept it like a gift, right? Open it, thank them for that. But uh, I, I learned that there's certain people that can say really, really nice things and it can take me to like another level. Like, oh, I feel amazing. Like Superman, like how you two lift each other up. But if those same people were to do something the other way, so you have to be careful who you're listening to because your your question or your statement was like, you know, you don't listen to anybody or what that really is is confidence. Um, and I think some of the things that we've learned is it's okay to not always be like you're not always you're not ever going to be fully confident in everything. No, there's the, like look at the person that you envy the most. They probably struggle with things just like you. No, not probably. They do struggle with things just like you do. Am I right? Yes. You ever met your heroes? Like they, they say, don't meet your heroes, right? Because it's when you meet them, you realize like, oh, they're not a super, you know, not a super person after all. Super, yep. like, like it's, it's real. So I don't want, one of my biggest things that I try to do with the listeners here is just like level the playing field. 
we're all on the same plane here. It's just a matter of like, what are you doing to make yourself feel better? Doesn't matter. It like literally doesn't matter what anybody else sees of you, thinks of you, like talks about you. It doesn't matter. Do you feel good? Like you were saying, do you want boobs? Do you not want boobs? Like, okay, you don't, great, don't get them. You, do you want, like whatever it is, you do not have to do anything for anybody else. I think that's one of the biggest takeaways today because, oh, we get so freaking caught up. I know that like you're talking about Heidi, your wife, my wife, the same thing. Yeah. I'm constantly like pounding into Ashley's head. Like it doesn't, yeah, that, that kind of pounding too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am constantly, and, and she just gets constantly telling her like, it doesn't matter. And, and I'm, I do the same thing that you did. I learned this trick actually early in my marriage that the more I build her up, the better my life is. Mm-hmm. 100, like, 100. But like, but like almost to an extreme. And you probably learned this too. You obviously have because your wife is like, she feels like she's queen of the world because you yeah. made her feel that way. Right. If you, I think there's a lot of newlyweds that listen to this or like younger dudes, uh-huh. like a big tip for you start building your wife up right now. Right? Build Invest each in her. other Build up. each other up, right. right. All my women yeah. that are wicked. That's true. That, now, there are, it's, there are it's, actually it's, a lot of housewives that listen yeah, to this. But yeah. like, you got to build each other up. You need the same right. thing. Yeah. Back your man. I think that's, that's the one like dangerous part that we've had here and there is like, like when she, when she gets ready for a show, it's 18 weeks. So like for 18 uh, weeks, like 25 or tw- whatever, I don't get, I don't get any attention. It's like half mean? a year. Oh, it's, it's like yeah. five months. It's a long time, but I think the, the big you problem say you is don't there. get any. Well, like I'm yeah, that too, but like <laughs> I'm supporting her and I'm like, you know, like every single day is yeah. like, okay, let's keep you on your diet. You look, you look awesome. You're it's the Dana so show for, it's the Dana show. Months. And then like you, you get to the end of it and you're like, if she doesn't, say thank you or like give something back. So right. it's like, you know, same thing. Like if, if you told your wife she's beautiful all the time and she was never like, that's a really good beard, you know, after a while yeah. you'd be like, so like, do you, you know, so it's, it's definitely a two way. Do street. you know how my wife does it? Cause my wife compliments me like, you know, whatever. But I think she really shows me how much she cares about me and what she thinks about me by going along with my harebrained ideas. Yeah. The, she bo- the bullshit you. that I come up with and she's like, let's do it. Same here. She's never, she never, she's never like, that's not, that's a bad idea. She just with She it. never stops. Isn't she's always crazy, like, dude. so what does that mean for us? Cause we're going to do it. So, <laughs> but like never says that's a bad idea. Right. Collateral yeah. damage. Like she's already bought in before yep. anybody else. In fact, sometimes even before me. Well, yeah. cause I believe right. <laughs> yeah, right. everything we've, and so there's make, power in that though. Yeah, there's like, that's like, super powerful. Anything he wants to do, he's going to do it. So. <laughs> My like, wife would say the same yeah. thing about yep. me, yeah, but me too. I don't know if I would always feel that way if she didn't like, if I didn't know that she was back there, like 100% had my yeah. back. There's yeah. been times where I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can do it. She's like, you do everything you want to do. And you're like, like, oh yeah, I forgot yeah, for, for exactly. one second. I forgot. Yeah. You do, but you oh, yeah. do though. Yeah, that's they oh, like man. hand you your yeah. freaking, you know, your sword and shield like you're ready yeah, to battle. Exactly. For a minute you forgot yep. and then they hand it to you and you're like, "Oh yeah, I'm ready to go." Yeah. Yeah. So, I want to make that a checklist item because for anybody who's in a relationship whether you're married or not, that's like key. That is number 1 and I think that contributes to the longevity of a relationship. Like, you can't stay with somebody if you don't feel like they believe in you. Yeah. And so, find a way to figure out what your significant others like goal or dreams or ambitions are. And please don't like take that in a general sense and say, my wife's goal is to, you know, own a $5 million house one day, whatever. I'm talking like, like my wife, here's a good example. Today, my wife woke up early and she had to go down to um, the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Apparently the Make-A-Wish Foundation has just been dying to get my wife part of their foundation. Mm -hmm. 
I didn't know a ton about it, but um, she's like, yeah, they've reached out to me a couple times, this, that. So finally she's like, she's like, do you want to know more about it? And I'm like, okay, let's hear it. So she puts me on a conference call and I just listen to them talking to her. Dude, they're like head over heels for my wife. My wife does not do a lot of the stuff that's like away from our kids because she has a very busy schedule just taking care of like trying to make sure three kids don't die on a daily basis is a lot of work. <laughs> um, but so she got up to, you know, early this morning, 6 a.m. went down and I was just like so pumped for her. I'm like, like trying to do everything I can to make sure that she's like excited and has like this stays motivated. Dude, I, today I saw her happier than I've probably seen her in five years. And she didn't do anything that amazing over the top, but she's doing something that she didn't even realize she was capable of. And everybody's like, I'm like supporting her and pushing her to do more and more. Find out what those little things are. Find out if your wife's going to be part of some organization or a charity or whatever the goals are. You, for example, can uh, support Rob, you know, in his new music thing. Whatever it is, just find out what these smaller, shorter term goals are. I don't know, that's not a small, short term goal because that's big, but find out what they are and like get amped about them. Get more amped about them than you would the Super Bowl or your favorite sporting event. Like just stay pumped about it. My wife wants a mountain bike. Dude, oh, get she wants a court. hobby. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm buying her. Her birthday's yeah. coming up. But you know me, dude. I've got You're surfing. Now. I've got dirt bikes. I ride Harleys. I've got all these things, and she doesn't have anything, you know? And I've always talked to her about it. I'm like, what do you want to do? And recently, her cousin lives by her, and they've been going mountain biking. She says she wants a mountain bike, so I'm going to get her a mountain bike. So let's call this find a way to be a better cheerleader. Yeah, yeah that's a really good way Support. to put it. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get behind somebody. You get, like, really behind them, yeah. though. Like, more, yeah. even... Be prepared to be more behind it than they are. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy when you think about it, but there's a lot of power in that. So, damn, we've covered some really good ground right here. I'm just going to finish from a better cheerleader. Um, so we got four checklist items here. Anything else that, now we get to the random part of this where there's like, mm -hmm. I share stuff about music that I like, food that I like. Any food that people should try, any music that people should try. I have a simple checklist item that like surprisingly helped me. Um and people ask me about it all the time, but like uh, meditation, I've always oh, thought it was yeah. sort of silly. Um, and I never really knew how to do it. You know what I mean? I always thought that it was this larger commitment than it needed to be. And uh, I actually found the Headspace app. I don't know if any of you guys use yeah. that. So uh, they do a free trial. Once again, I'm not paid by these people. Dude, but I have to say that every time. They, I do brain.fm. It's, uh, it's super simple. It's, it's, it's 10 days and it's 10 minutes a day. So you put on your headphones, you get in a clear, and they, they legitimately walk you through how to meditate. And it's, it's, they, you know, it's, it's really good to the point where they know when your mind's going to wander. So they get you breathing, they get you closing your eyes. And then they're like, okay, now just think about nothing. And you know, for one second, you're like, okay, nothing shit. I need to take the trash. <laughs> and, then, and then they're like, as soon as you think that the guy's like, Hey, it's okay that things pop into your head. Just don't focus on them and let them float back out. And it's like, they know yeah. where you're at in the stage. And then by day 10, you're like, you're counting your breaths and I could count 30 breaths in a row and like not think of anything. And I think that for someone like me to not be able to like, to not think of something right. is, is so powerful. And it's like, there's certain times when I can do that. Like, so we do a little car racing too. Like when I'm car racing, I'm only thinking about how don't I crash and die. Right. You know, and there's, or, or sometimes when you're getting a really good lift, you think about that, but I, I, it's really hard not to think about, business or think about like my to-do list or, you know, these things. And I, and, and that meditation has got me there and it's a free trial. It's 10, it's 10 days, 10 minutes a day. So it's a ends up being a hundred minutes, but it's, it's the headspace app. It's really, really, I cool. love that. We talk about meditation I, a lot on here. Yeah, really, I really do it. Cool. And I love it. I started a couple months back. I went to a meditation retreat and then we did another one 
and it has been life changing because it, it allows you to become like consciously aware. You, yes. You become present. And it was amazing all the things I was missing out that I didn't realize I was missing out. Just always looking and thinking about business and what's next and everything. Taking that time to become present changed my life for well, real. I actually learned, because I'm like you, I'm like distracted pretty easily. Yes. I always talk about how ADD I am. One thing that I learned early on that helped, dude, I, my fourth grade teacher taught us meditation. Yeah. I don't know why I got so lucky, Whoa. but huh. she had it. She rolled out yoga mats and had us like legit meditating. Um, Mrs. Hammock, like if she's listening to this, like changed my life. I think they should teach that in school. Yeah. Um, but one thing I learned was you cannot think about anything if you're looking at one fixed point. For example, just look at that. Just focus on that and try, try having your thoughts wander. If you just focus on one thing, it's really hard to have your, huh. your thoughts wander yeah. all over that's the place. And so that's why, that's why when you get caught in a daydream and you're just focusing like on nothing, that's because you're not letting yourself, like the front of your brain work like it would and like you're you know, letting all these thoughts wander in. So I, I, when I try to meditate, I find a fixed point and just stare at it because as long as my eyes, I'm talking, your eyes can't move like mm -hmm. at all. As long as your eyes aren't wandering, you can't think. It's bizarre. There's science behind it. I, I can't remember where I, where I saw it or heard it, but if you just focus on one certain thing, like I'm looking at that bottle cap, I honestly can't think about anything else but yeah. the freaking bottle cap. It's nuts. So if you have, you have a hard time focusing, do that. Yeah. It's powerful. Um, but dude, I love the meditation one. That's, yeah. that's, I do it first thing when I wake up. I do actually do it in the sauna. Uh, yeah. I'm up to 20 minutes now. So like, that's awesome. I'll do my cardio. Then I get in the sauna for 20 minutes and, and I do it and then I'm, it's over and you're like, Whoa, yeah, I've been in the sauna for 20 minutes. So it kills two birds with one stone. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I started I doing out. it. Yeah. I got, I got this, um, hyperbaric chamber that I just bought that I'm super oh, I pumped on. Yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, I do it in there, but I do it at lunchtime because that's my craziest part of the day. Makes and sense. that is where my day either goes this way or goes that way. Yeah. Like, you know how lunch is, it's like, oh, shit, the day's halfway over, you get really distracted. So I'll go take 20 minutes and go sit in there and I'll, I'll do my meditation. Dude, it is like life-changing. Mm. And I think it's so funny, people hear meditation or they hear all these different things that we talk about and they just think it's like, I know for one, Marcus, like two or three years ago, would you used to make fun of me for talking about meditation? Like, it's the, one of those things where it's like, it's so out there to certain mm. people that it's like, not okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is a little hippie-ish. But I'm a vegan, so like, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, we can't get any more. It's like hitting pause. Hard. I don't make fun of them yeah. for that stuff anymore. No, but that's, that's what I'm saying. That, that Marcus is buying where into everything. You, you know? get to the point where you realize that, oh shit, there's a reason people do yeah. this. Like, there's yeah. huge benefits mm -hmm. to this. Not like health benefits, mental benefits. Like, it makes you a better person. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't take time to actually give yourself time to like be better, then you're going to be the same damn person day in and day out. Like, yep. you're never going to break the mold. Yep. I try to break my own mold every single day. I think you do too. Like mm -hmm. there's a reason why you're constantly like you're reinventing your music. Now you're like, you're, you're working on your body. You want, you want to, you want to be 270, you want to be 250. You're constantly yeah. breaking whatever that like cycle that you're in because like stillness is death. Yes. And if you, if you just stop, you start dying. Like, and, and whether it's, whether it's like immediate or like just a slow, like your progression starts going backwards. Mm -hmm. I'm not interested in that. No, not at all. Hell no. So, uh, dude, I, we could talk to you guys for hours. You guys are awesome. Um, any final words that you guys want to share? Checklist item. Listen to Rob Bailey and the Hustle Standard. Uh, more Thank specifically, what's the name of that song? Dana Lynn Bailey on oh. Instagram. Give yes. me two million. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, where, the, where they can find you is... What's this? This is the song. Paid, uh, paid, paid in, in full. full. That's a good song. Oh, yeah. yeah. You need to listen to Paid in Full by Rob Bailey. Yeah.
There's people... a couple of bangers on the new album. Uh, Destroy's really good. Uh, I don't know. I think the whole album's really good, but, you know. So people can yeah. find you, Dana, at Dana Lynn Bailey. That's yeah. D-A-N-A-L-Y-N-L-I. That's where it... Yeah. That's where it gets you. Dana with the Y is the porn star. Oh, okay. So, so feel don't... free on your... D A N A L I N N. Yep. Bailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y. And then you've got Rob Bailey, which is Kill Rob Bailey. Yes. And the reason why I always feel like Rob has two Bs at the end of his name is because when you put Rob Bailey together, you see two Bs. Oh, I, gotcha. I always spell your name two Bs. Oh, I yeah, think double B. Bs. Yeah, oh, Rob weird. two Bs. Rob double B. Double B. So that's K-I-L-L-R-O-B-B-A-I-L-E-Y. Yes. Um, you guys have a couple of great, like, I love watching your accounts because you show what you're each doing that you're excited about. You, like, you drove your Porsche home from wherever. Where did you drive that home? Oh, that was, yeah, uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that was a 38-hour drive. In a Porsche. Yeah, in a 997 Turbo, yeah. With a roof rack. <laughs> really? <laughs> roof yeah. rack is dope, man. Yeah, thank Super you. I cool. couldn't, I couldn't, uh, it all depended on the wind, but like top speed was like 80 or 100, depending, which was like middle America, you should be doing 160. Yes, absolutely. Right? And I was doing like, oh, you know, 95. It was painful. Dude, I but flew <laughs> it saved me from a lot of tickets because like yeah. I flew by cops going 95 when I would have been going 160. So. <laughs> so, dude, I love it. Follow these guys. Um, watch as they grow together. Watch as they grow individually and support each other. And follow their example. Like, there's a lot of things that you could just like take from your guys's like what you guys have done. And that's one of my favorite things to do is is watch what other people have done well at and just do it. Like, implement that in my own life because that is how you become better. Because guess what? You're not gonna have all the good ideas on your own. Mm -hmm. It's okay to use other people's good ideas. There's a reason they show you. You know what I mean? So that's the purpose of the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, for those of you who are interested in learning about the acupressure in your ear, we're going to post it on the heavy checklist Instagram page. Um, you can go to Amazon and buy little, just type in mini wood clothespin and that's where you'll get these uh, clothespins. You can do the big ones. They're just, they dangle from your ear and kind of look like an idiot. Um, but it doesn't matter because we don't care what people think, right? Exactly. <laughs> Confidence. You guys are the best. Thank you for being <laughs> with us and we will see you guys next time. Put this on my name. This is everything. This is not a game. This is not about fame. Put this on my name.